Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome. Huh? Yes, I'm going to say the Thunderdome because this is Feel Good Friday, June 23rd. This show starts now. Feel good. On this Thunderdome, I thought you were potentially going to yeah. throw a curveball at no. me there because today is all about fun. Okay. Yeah, it is. Today is all about celebrating the fact that the weekend is almost upon us. We have to make it through one more work day. And then, obviously, there's people in the service industry that their work days are really about to pick up. And we understand that there's third shifters and weekend workers, and we appreciate that. But in the grand scheme of things, Friday is an indicator that freedom is right around the corner. And we're about to have an incredible Feel Good Friday program as we wrap up all the news stories of the week. Yeah. yeah. We're about to have a lot of fun today. we got Dan Orlovsky joining us. Okay. Ian Rappaport joining us what? and Dana White joining us. Yeah, okay. Dana White uh, obviously did TMZ Sports talking about the Elon Musk Mark Zuckerberg fight that he thinks is potentially an actuality. Really? Right now in the some of the sports books, Mark Zuckerberg is favored, minus 160. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk at plus 140. But that could all change if we see Elon Musk do a little bit of a walrus that he called his patented move yep. where he lays his body on top of people and traps him underneath his fat as he described it all. Right. Zuckerberg, obviously we know, a triple degree black belt in jiu-jitsu. Dog. He's been training in winning tournaments and losing tournaments in devastating fashion where he has gotten gypped by the ref and the judges and actually told them to restart this thing yep. and then picked up another gold medal with a gi and without a gi on it. Hell time. yeah. That's exactly right. So there should be a lot of conversation today. There's things happened last night. Ooh, Sham Sharania. Yeah, Shami. We don't like being a part of it. No, not at we all. We don't like that we were part of it. Feels like we were potentially a part of maybe leading people astray. But I don't think Shams at the time was led astray. Because he did say a couple different times, you know, this could change before tonight. Yep. There's been some real banter back and forth. Now, the internet is telling us that Michael Jordan, who is still the owner, but has agreed to sell the team. Yep, right. The internet's telling us that Michael Jordan maybe had an idea uh-huh. of who the pick is going to be for the Hornets, and it's still his team technically because the sale hasn't been completed just yet. Sure. And then maybe the new ownership had a thought on who it was, and allegedly that was maybe what the back and forth was. And in the end, Michael Jordan said, ah, still my team. My team. I'm me. Could have signed this last week. You guys could have gave me this money last week. We could have had a couple billion already switched hands, you know, after a $25 million investment by me. Now I'm getting <laughs> a couple billion. You know, we could have done this, but instead, since it's delayed and it's happened, I still have to say, give us Brandon Miller whenever Sean Sharania said earlier and shut down every single sports book that Scoot Henderson was all of a sudden going to be the number mm-hmm. two overall pick. So that was a surprise. I'm sure Sean didn't love his mentions, but you... When you're in that business, there's a chance that's going to happen to you. That's right. Now you got to learn as you go forward because Woj was waiting. Oh, was. man. He was. And Woj was on the show for the first time a couple of days ago. And I don't know if we'll ever see him again on the show. I don't know if he necessarily enjoyed himself ever here. Sure. But if he did, maybe we'll get a chance to chat with him in the future. But he put out a tweet immediately after the number two overall pick was not scooting. goes, all along the entire Charlotte Hornets organization has been all in on Brandon Miller. Ooh. Ownership, front office, scouts, coaches, they see him as a perennial future all-star player. So Woj was like, what's that, Shams? Oh, okay. uh, they were bickering, huh? I heard the internet was saying maybe there was some Michael Jordan new ownership uh, bantering going on. That's not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it wasn't. And I guess it's easy for Woj to do that after the pick happens. Sure. But I do like the fact that Woj sees the moment. And if you're Shams, you got to remember this. you got to put this down in your little daily journal that tells you to drink water yep. and to use a fork and oatmeal Bingo. and to go get lunch and keep what? yourself healthy and handsome. You need to write in there, let Woj slip. 
Wong Tan. Mm -hmm. It is come up in season for old Sham Sharania. Tough night on the internet for Shams, but it's going to be okay. Yeah, you're good, Shams. Keep swinging. It's going to be okay. He's certainly wrong. Uh -huh. Certainly wrong. Yeah, very. And my mentions start blowing up with that as well. And yeah. I appreciate the fact that we got that news. And I do apologize to anybody that Tone lost a lot of money. Yes, he did. So listen, you don't think we tried to benefit off of that piece of information as well? We're we did. That was, my, with you. that was my fault. Yeah, we Mine were in That's Shams' fault. That's a better's fault. That's one half of the hammer. Bad. Cowboys, Tone Diggs. You're saying because even if you a very plugged in person sure. says, hey, this is happening, in a thing that, like, hey, this is happening, uh, is actually the outcome normally, this isn't competition. No. Brandon and Scoot weren't going to play for the number two overall pick. This, wasn't gonna be one. this was humans making a decision saying, this one is better. And we were able to bet on that. Yeah. Not normally able to do that. So then whenever you get information that you hear, boom, this person saying, the decision I'm going to make that you can profit off of. Right now. <laughs> is, yeah. is this. And then it's not that. You say it's a better side. I was one of those betters. Yeah. I, I'm not taking blame for that. No, no way. No way am I putting that on. You should have seen what I was thinking about Sean. <laughs> Love Sean. This fucking guy. Sean's a good man. But God damn it. Yeah, I was supposed to have a little trophy right there. That's right. And I don't because of that. Now, it's tough. You're going to lose. That is gambling. Sure. It's not called sports winning. Exactly. It's called sports gambling. But that one felt real as it could possibly be, Tone. What are you blaming me yeah, for? Come on. I'm not blaming you. Nah. Nah. I said I'm nah. just said it. You I was you blaming myself. Yeah, as a gambler, you know when you push that oh, button. Oh, this is how he gets through this you thing. You push that oh. button, no, nothing is guaranteed. And we know it was fucking smokescreen season. So, you know, maybe Shami's got got. Whoa. It's smokescreen season. We were being used. Questioning sources, Tony. Good lord. Shams doesn't want that to happen. No, no he doesn't. I don't know how new ownership is going to feel, too. They got a potential axiogram with the next insider of the NBA. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whoever told him whatever it was, because that was certainly large news. Huge oh, yeah. news. Minus 900 the even, favorite he the moved. The even bigger to. part on our side, our fault, when Scoot goes to minus 900 and Brandon Miller's Miller sitting there at plus 700. You probably should have put someone Brandon Miller plus 700. You would okay. have won either way. Fair. Okay. All right. So yeah. now. That's my. See, that's what the professional gamblers do. They scan all the books yep. and see where the difference is, is in the numbers. And they actually spend, like, that's their life. Hours and hours of scanning books and bets, seeing where they can gain an edge with points from the different numbers. Mm -hmm. So whenever we had Brandon at plus because of what Sham said, yep. should have. Should have went that way. Yeah. Oh. Uh, both at plus, you guarantee yourself a profit. But, you know, that's for professional gamblers who make their entire living off of that. We're just out here. Those people to... do not live a life. That, that no, needs to be known. No, 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 tied no. In. The people that are winning in sports gambling now, the toxic tables here at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor, and Boston Connor's mullet. Looks great. Thank uh, you very much. Got more products. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Shout out Hairspray. Not non, the movie. Non sheer. Non sheer. Hairspray. No fizz. You're not going to win when you gamble all the time. Sure. But right now, there's a podcast that goes live after this <laughs> show ends mm -hmm. that is in the middle of a fucking heater. Oh, yeah. Scorching hot. And oh, yeah. normally, you know, you say, well, don't talk about it. You know, we don't want to ruin it. Yeah. Talked about this the other day. Yep. Mm -hmm. Three days ago, talked about them being hot. And they've continued right through it numerous times. Show's been around a long time. And there's some good. Good gomblers that are talking about the gambling. Oh, yeah. The hammer down crew right now betting on baseball is 52 and 25 over the last seven days. Damn. Okay. Now, I understand that you can see the 25 number there and say that's, that's big. 
whenever you throw in 52 and you have 77 total games here and you got 25, you're batting 666 right now. That's a good way. Over that. That's fucking an unbelievable week, boys. Absurd. You need to be very proud of yourselves over there. Way to go, Hammer Don, boys. Almost as if when the playoffs for hockey and NBA ended uh, and the U.S. Open kind of ended, hey, let's fucking dial into baseball because it's all we're doing for the next three months until football starts. So you guys doing some research? Oh, yeah. yeah we're well, diving deep. Tony, too. Did you see his golf bet yesterday as well? No. Tony? So I had uh, Denny McCarthy to win the uh, Travelers. He went 10 under yesterday, uh, shot a 60. Um, I had I had fifty. It was like uh, to win thirty five hundred on him to win the tournament. I decided to cash out because there's a lot. Golf, of, yeah. yeah. There's a lot, and there's a lot of sharks lurking around, right. and those huge cash. Oh, it was a nice. It was a ten x cash out last night after the first round. What a, what a more golf. than ten x. I thought it was eight hundred dollars. No, five hundred. Okay. Joining us now is the other half of the hammer, Don Cowboys. Oh. He is going. He is twenty-two yeah, and eight. He's on. Jeez, Louise! Over the last week on first fives, and obviously we won't talk to him about baseball, but he's on a <laughs> heater right now. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And I would like to get his thoughts on the Shams lock yesterday. Oh Ooh. man, oh boy, he's got a. I was told, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Gumpy. Yeah, Gumpy. Gumpy. Gumpy, Tone told me, and we love Shams. We always will. We appreciate Shams. Huge Shams, mm-hmm. guys. We are Shams fans. <laughs> yes. Tone told me, well, Tone was telling himself, I guess, but projecting it onto me. <laughs> right. He's like, as a better, we shouldn't have been, whatever, whatever. That one was one I thought we had. So let's just all grieve quickly. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Not on you. Okay. Not good. on you. Thank you. Thank you. Not on us. Not, it sounds, on, you. Yeah, you know, no. uh, Not on you. Twenty-two and eight in baseball. What are you, you're just seeing the diamond well right now, or or what do we got? We got something locked in. What are we seeing mostly out of the Canadian sensation, Gumpy? Feels like we're hitting the time in baseball where the teams are figuring out the pitchers are starting to figure out the pitch clock, and we're we're pretty dialed in right now on the diamond. So you do first fives, right? That's all we're doing. Yeah, I've been stretching it out to full games a bit because the uh, some of the teams are so good and some of the teams are so bad that you cannot bet first five at the number they're at right now. It's absurd. Oh, it's big. Like you're seeing, you're seeing minus three seventy favorites right Jeez. now. It's Jeez, fucking insane. How do you you uh, when you go on a run like this? Does it carry into the rest of your life? Do you feel like you're skipping around a little better? Do you think like? Uh, lawyers in Washington D.C. are going to start mm. seeing things differently. What do you What do you think about that? You think uh. twenty two and eight, pretty good. Yeah, nobody else is Come doing on. that. We'll put that in the yeah. fucking thing. Yeah, let's fucking let's document that. <laughs> yeah, give right. those guys. Picks Come on, too. man. Jesus. Hey, remember big meeting next week. Remember? Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're in a good spot. We're in a okay. good spot. Okay, I didn't know this. Yeah, big meeting. Big meeting. Let's go. Big meeting. I'm going to shake some hands. I don't like to do this. I don't like to do it ever. Hate doing it, actually. It's my least favorite. That's why we're still in India. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> don't like to do it is <laughs> a huge understatement. Yeah. Hate shaking hands. Yeah. Hate doing this thing. You know, don't enjoy it. Hey, how you? You're great. You're awesome. Oh, good to see you. Hey, you're great. You're awesome. Great suit. Hey, oh Big my fan. God. Man. Man. Strong shake there. Oh my God. You're the best. See ya. All right. We get it. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing it. Next week, we got one. We got a couple of these, a couple of these, a couple of these. We got a guy stuck. Huh? Uh-huh. Can we? we Simple. Say? Bring him home. You got, got a any- job. This is the American uh, dream, bro. What are we even talking yeah. about? Got any power? Huh? Show us your Come power. On. He'll pay He'll, he'll pay taxes. All right. I watch House of Cards. Yeah. 
Okay. First episode to last episode, mm-hmm. all the way through in preparation of next week. Exactly. I'm coming in. I've there. been listening to I've been listening to Coming Home by Diddy every day just for the vibes. Coming the vibes. home. Coming home. Tell the lights he's coming home. And let the rain wash away. Immigration lost in yeah. All right, we appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see him soon, Canadian Gumpy. You guys are doing phenomenal. Thank you. Honestly, whenever I heard about the number, we immediately said, Dirty, need a graphic. Let's make these dudes look good because you guys are crushing it right now on the diamond. And I want to let you know you're hitting better than I was when I went into that Oculus mm. and did the win reality CC Sabathia baseball swinging thing. Oh, mm-hmm. no. We How did was it yesterday. It? We did it yesterday. So they sent us a win reality. Eh? Yeah. Okay. Win reality. Yeah. Win bet? No. Oh. No. Or W-I-N. W-I-N. Okay. Okay. Win reality has this uh, baseball game in the Oculus. It is allegedly actual pitches. Yeah. That you can see, and you can attach the thing, one of the hand things, to the bat. So you're seeing actual pitches. You're working in there. I am a huge proponent of the Oculus uh-huh. Arena. That's right. I literally, for WrestleMania two years ago, my training was boxing in the Oculus. That was my cardio training, was boxing in the Oculus. It fucking killed me. I fell in love with it. I enjoyed it. Obviously, because the internet knows everything that you do, they started funneling me with virtual reality ads of shit just on all of my different things. Most of them look like shit because at the stage of development in which it was then a few years mm-hmm. back versus where it is now, it was all kind of Mickey Mouse. No offense. Sorry. It was all kind of Mickey Mouse, <laughs> kind of trashy. It has since evolved mightily and quickly, but there was this thing when reality that was like, you can take a pitch off uh, somebody. And I'm fresh off of playing that baseball game. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm where I didn't know if I was a righty or a lefty. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, we find out quickly. At that stage, they didn't have a bat available. No. You could only see the pitches. That's, like, so I was couldn't like... Couldn't actually take cuts. Yeah. yeah. No, you figure could, out the tech. You could just see the pitches allegedly, but then you're back out of the arena. And they had some baseball games that it was very like animated, mm-hmm. like you're swinging a bat that's this big. So they've developed over the last few years to become an actual training thing where you can see every... ML- Here's me right here. Holy shit, that was coming, he says. Moving. It's literally right in there. So Beautiful stadium. It is. This is a, a yeah. collegiate pitcher. Oh, my God. Still coming. Though. All right. You know, I made a little contact here. I mean. That's ridiculous. 88-mile-an-hour fastball. You know what I mean? And then the pros ones, I guess, go up to like 97, 98. What do you think, Ty? How can you even hit? I mean, that looks sweet. Too it, early. Yeah, too early. You get the I only got like two. But, yeah, yeah but, but you said, I mean, you can I guess see. that's 200. Yeah, it's pretty good. Two out of ten is not terrible. You're three at-bats away from the Hall of Fame. But I wasn't using the actual bats. You see the actual bats down on the ground to the side there? Because through the tutorial I have to get through. This is a tutorial Mm -hmm. where they're showing me the pitches Mm. and showing me everything. I don't think I'm allowed to use the bat or we didn't set it up right. But I think it's going to be the real deal. I was in there last night. They're coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are. It was wild watching. That's an insane thing. If I could do that every night, I'd get into baseball. Mm-hmm. Watching other people do that, I'm learning. It's tough for me to dive into all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks sweet. I'm excited to try. The thing that I'm most worried about is, did you get, I mean, because I think we're kind of the same, and you've used the Oculus way more than I have, but getting motion sickness, putting that on and actually taking like, so you're real not moving. Hacks. So when you move, 
I, I, oh yeah, you're, I guess yeah. You're, yeah, you're standing stationary. stationary. You're not. But there's a there's a couple different ones where they have you move with your thumbs, like shooting. Crushed games. me. Yeah. I I almost I had to get out of there like real quick. Had a headache immediately. Yeah, I had to get out of there. I, I couldn't do it. Now I'm not good at the shooting games with just your thumbs and not in virtual reality. But the movement, actually, the body moving and doing all that, it fucked me up. Yeah, too much. Yeah, it fucked me up bad. The boxing one. I guess you're moving in there too. Yeah, but also still your head isn't small. Moving. Like you're staying, your arms are moving and stuff. But I feel like the head camera. But I am is walking actually, around though. Yeah, but but the that's what I mean. Like the camera is typically always on the person you're fighting. Yeah, and there's other. Nick got in there. Nick's been in there a lot too. You remember you? Nick sent me this one game to do, where they actually had you look at something if you're starting to get motion sickness. Oh. Like it was like built into the game. Smart. Almost. Like hey, just look back here. This will kind of take care of you. And then you kind of get out of there. I don't know if it was low or high. It was like a roller coaster thing. Yeah, the problem comes in with those when you're like the boxing one, you're physically moving your body and your head around. It's when your body is not moving, but you're moving but mentally. The imagery is moving. moving. Yes. There yeah. it is. Okay. Piece it all together. There it is. But I don't I don't I don't do all the games in the virtual reality, just the sport ones. And I I'm very excited for the future with that. I mean ping pong. Yeah. Awesome. So good. It's perfect. Like you even mentioned, it's not a, it's not like where those Mickey Mouse former baseball games where you're swinging it's delayed like the ping pong. You are playing ping pong. Actual. And yeah. you feel your it actually yeah. gives with, you like a haptic response yes. when you Yeah, great word there. Mm-hmm. Haptic. Oh yeah. You said Un- unbelievable oh, word right yep. there. But yeah, it is a haptic response. And it's like the perfect amount of wiggle too, that it actually feels like uh-huh. a ping pong yep. ball hitting the ping pong paddle. Spin. Yeah, I feel like ping pong's real. Yes. So good in there. Boxing, obviously real. I've knocked out every single person mm-hmm. I fought right. in there. It's real. Hundred percent real. Yeah. I got slept twice in there. I was not happy. But yeah, that was that spider? Or was that the champ? No. Um, yeah, it was Spider. Spider's a big, big son guy. of a bitch. Spider's not the champion, though. Oh, no. that's right. Champion's dude from Ireland. Gold gloves or something. Yeah, he ain't never got me. So. <laughs> no way. Just no. Same with Corbin. But I'm not signing up for the champion when I'm, like, tired. You know what I mean? No chance. Yeah, you're going I'm in fighting there. champion first fight mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. day. That's right. And then I'm fighting all the other bums later when I get tired. Exactly. Make it even. But that boxing thing really, like, I think made me buy in. Then ping pong. This baseball thing's a real deal. Okay. You, you think it actually, like, you could see guys in, like, college and the pros using it as, like, a training tool? I don't know. Like, I guess I, it's different because those guys can actually just go out and take, take BP, BP whenever they yeah. want. But if so. I'm a kid, like, because yeah. they have, like, uh, U14 pitchers, yeah. U15 pitching options. Oh, that's I can't genius. wait to take these little punks fucking yard yeah, in there. Mm-hmm. But they, they have all those options. So, like, if you can afford one, and they're hilariously expensive, these fucking things. But if you could afford one, I think if your kid is a baseball player, I think it's probably the move. A pretty good thing, especially you, if you live in like a cold climate. Yeah, yeah. Florida is a good spot, right? They mm-hmm. can go do whatever they mm-hmm. want. Joining us now is a man who's from a very cold climate. He uh, actually played in the pro am of the golf tournament that's happening mm-hmm. right now. The other day, because he is the king of the state in which the Travelers is taking place. That's right. UConn legend. Mm-hmm. Now, UConn doesn't have a football home when it comes to conference-wise, and they need not come to the Big 12 because we don't need the Big 12 to get any more anchors in it and drag it down anymore in this time of Big 4, Power 4, yep. who's going to get to the top, who's not going to go. So we can keep UConn football out of the Big 12. Basketball, though. Come on in. Absolutely needed. If this man was quarterback of the team still, though, would want them oh, yeah. in the Big 12. Well. 
NFL quarterback, ESPN quarterback guru, ladies and gentlemen, the ever-intelligent Dan Orlovsky. What's going on, Dan? What's up? What's going on? Dan. Hey. What's up, buddy? How'd you do at the Travelers Pro-Am? Did you do well? How's the course? They're, they're thinking this was one projection from Bruce Brown. 22-under might win this thing this weekend. Is that what you're thinking? Easy course? Did you do well? Um, I did okay. Uh, I, I think, like, that number's pretty accurate. Dude, the greens are absolutely pure. The guy that I played with, so, like, nowadays in the Pro-Ams, um, have you played Pro-Ams before the live golf became kind of a, a thing? Because... Before Live Golf, guys played 18 holes. Like your pro would play 18 holes with you. Now they're only playing nine holes with you. So my first nine holes were with Davis Riley. He was 600 through nine holes. I mean, he was lighting the place up. So I played all right. I was like 38 on the front, and then I went double, single, double, double. So I blew up 10, 11, 12, 13, but played all right. Yeah, but those holes are tough. I mean, Mm -hmm. as somebody who gaffs, but not a lot. Like gaff, don't get the gaff. I'm working to one day be able to gaff all the time. Yeah, in the sim. That is like one of the goals. That is like one of the goals of my life. I would like to live on a golf course, on a beach, so that I can either go one way or the other. Yep. Every single day. That is the that is kind of the is goal. Is there a preferred golf course? Because that's a tough combination to find. Is that like South Carolina, Kiowa? Like, what, what is Ooh. that? Interesting. I have heard about that particular place. There's also another lake, I guess, in South Carolina that all the super rich yups go to that kind of has that set up. But I think down in Florida, there's a couple good. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Down in Florida, I think there's some spots. You know? Khaled. Yeah, wherever DJ Khaled's at, looks like it's sure. a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about that house when he shoots out the back and he's in that pool? Oh, oh absurd. So sweet, Beach dude. right there. He's the best, dude. Yeah. Messi's moving when is next Tahoe? door. Uh, Tahoe's coming up July 13th. 12th. 12th. July 13th, July 12th. I've been playing up in a sim. Anyways, I've only played in one pro-am. It was at uh, West Virginia. It was in West Virginia. The Greenbrier. The Greenbrier a yes. couple years ago. That was a good time. That was a lot of fun. We had John Daly in our group. Obviously, an absolute, absolute blast. Yeah. Uh, but 38 on the front. You're a good golfer, Dan. You're a good golfer. I'm all right, dude. I'm all right. You I'm play right. a lot. Uh, I'm, uh, I probably play like three times a month now, you know, given my kids and the sports oh. and work and whatnot. About three times a month. Well, four times a month. We're proud of you, Dan. You work hard. Good boy, Dan. Oh, you know where I'm going? You know where I'm going Monday? Where? I'm going to Oakmont for the night. Yes. Whoa. Do you sleep on campus there? Um, I think we're staying up in a cottage or something like that. I'm totally riding coattails for this one. So I, I don't know much other than like show up and go. Okay. I didn't know Oakmont had cottages. So you'll be staying, like you'll check in, probably go there, have a meal, play, stay the night, play the next day. Then you're out. Yeah. I think it's like, we're going to, uh, like go to the cottage. I think you hit some balls, have dinner and we're either having dinner and like the library or something like that. Like, uh, okay. Okay. Library or- Wake Tone. up, play the next day, and go home. Tone was once a caddy at Oakmont. I was. Mm-hmm. You need any? Uh, I don't think he's staying on the on the premises. You know, probably an Airbnb. Is it as play. hard as people say it is? I've never. I've only been there once for the Hilly, right? U.S. Open, and we had a guy dressed in a full penguin suit, and they did not appreciate <laughs> what our thing. And yeah. It was four hundred degrees. But yeah, it was a lot of space. Eight, I mean, eight's like a two ninety par three, depending on what you're playing from. I mean, it's so. Just... What do you think I'm going to score? Let's make a bet here for charity. Okay. What do you think my number will be? I'm a. I think I'm a six handicap. Are you going to play like actual rules, or what are we doing? 
I always play actual rules. From the tips? Uh, I'll play as far back as they'll allow me to play. I don't know, like, their rules or whatnot. What's par, 72 or 70? 72, I think. Yeah, a 290 par 3? That was the first hole you mentioned? Yeah, it might be a 70. Yeah, and he just played a very easy course, though. Par 70. There we go. Okay. So you, 80. You think I'm going to make shoot an 80 at Oakmont? Six, yeah, we're giving you four more? Yeah, you're I mean, what the fuck? Six. It's yeah. not in tournament shape right now. What do you want? You want 85? I don't know the course. Everyone says it's the hardest. It, everyone says it's one of the hardest courses you'll ever play. Yeah, number eight, 288 is listed at the... Is it raining in PA? To be weekend? honest, I don't know anything about this place. Long no park clocks. You end up in the church pews. You're going to be tough there. Oh, okay. yeah. So what do you you want 90? What the fuck do you want? You're a six handy. If you get a good caddy, though, they will tell you exactly where to play. Don't be so mentally right, so weak. What are we talking? You're a six yeah. handicap. Don't fucking play the course. Don't be a What are we talking yeah. about? Yeah, a guy like 80, Dan doesn't have the great 82. to tackle let's, Oakmont. Let's, let's set the number at 82. <laughs> yeah. 82 and a half. All right. Over. <laughs> okay. So Who's going to be there? We yeah, don't know anybody's going to be there. Who are you with, Dan? A uh, buddy of mine, Kevin Libertor, Chuck Haberstroh, and then the member is Chuck? Yeah, but Haberstroh is known for being a fucking yeah. lying sack of shit. <laughs> Chuck's a sandbag. That guy will lie for you. We know Haberstroh no, would no, do no, that. No. Yeah. That's what they say. Oh, Haberstroh. Yep. Uh-huh. He will not lie. My I uncle actually lie still caddies there, dude. Yeah, you're right. You're a dad of 10 kids. You can't lie, especially publicly. So you get above 82. Uh, if I shoot 83 or worse... I will donate 500 bucks to a charity of your guy's choice. Okay. Swear on the Bible. Okay. Then you're not Swear on the Bible. 500 bucks. Let's make that at least 1,000. I mean, mm-hmm. have to at this stage. <laughs> All right. 1,000. Okay. And if I break 82, if I shoot 82 or better, no chance. you got to give 1,000 to a charity of my choice. Oh, I thought it was five. So I thought you 1,000 because you're getting to play Oakmont. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me, 250, because I'm just sitting here hearing about it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're jealous, too. You wanted to play. That's what you My whole life. Yeah. I used to drive by that thing just like, oh, there's a nice God, course there. Set it on Andy Monday. 80. Yeah, and, yeah, and I wanted 80. That's what I'm, I would have said. We're giving you six and a half strokes above your handicap. Are you kidding me? Stephen A. was right. This guy is a cheapskate. He is, isn't he? <laughs> Guys, this is for charity. Oh, uh, damn. Don't spin Stop it. Stop hiding behind the shield <laughs> of don't philanthropy. I don't <laughs> want to hear it. Don't get cheap now that you're a dad. You know it's for charity. Okay. Charity. All right, I'll do a thousand bucks, Dan. Jeez. Yeah. You're not oh, even playing. I, I'm just sitting here, and we're being lied to by the Hasbro brothers. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Chuck Habishow. <laughs> I am so sick of it. All right. Good luck out there. We're pulling for you. Let's talk about football. Yesterday we had Kirk Herbstreit on, or as you say, yesterday we had Kirk Herbstreit on, Yuck. and he went to bat for Mac Jones. And one of the biggest ways I've ever heard somebody talk for a quarterback. Ever, I think. Yeah. He said, I'm a thousand percent in on Mac Jones. And you've always been a thousand percent in on Mac Jones, it feels like. And even going back to last year, you got dunked on by us and many people mm-hmm. when you said your number one worry going into the NFL season. Number one. There's so many other things it could be. Obviously, with the NFL, a lot of shit to deal with. Your number one worry was Joe Judge and Matt Patricia being the offensive coordinator for Mac Jones. And we said, Dan, you're the most dramatic dude on earth. That is your number one worry. And then lo and behold, 
absolute shit show yeah. up there. Yeah, yeah. It went, nailed it. It went absolutely terrible, and it was like a massive question mark. So we obviously have to own that we were wrong, and you were right in that aspect. But I think the reason why that was your thing is because how much you support Mac Jones. How do you feel about Mac Jones going into this year with Bill O'Brien, a man who he was allegedly teaching an offense to at Alabama a few years ago, and Bill O'Brien, obviously successful offensive person. And what if they bring D-Hop? What does that mean? And do you think this is even possible? Yeah, so thoughts and prayers out to Herbie's son. Hopefully uh, things are progressing there. Hell yeah. Uh, I feel feel better about Mac Jones' situation as it sits here today. I will feel much better if they bring D-Hop. I've been adamant. They need to get D-Hop into that building. Um, So I'll start with this. The reason why I've I've been a big fan of Mac Jones was because I called a couple of his games at Alabama his last year there. And in the game, you can appreciate he's a good player, but you look at him through the lens sometimes, or at least I did, of an NFL prospect, and he doesn't necessarily fit the mold of what the stars look like athletically in the NFL right now at that spot. Then you studied him, or at least I studied him, and I was sitting there going, man, he has everything that it takes to be a very good player in the NFL at that position, but elite, elite like playmaking athleticism. And so if you're telling me everything else when it comes to ball placement and anticipation and twitchiness in the pocket and the ability to make the right throw at the right moment and um, sudden feet and operating in a really small space, uh, high-level intellect, he's got that at such a high level, I really believe it makes up for him not being a freakazoid athlete. So well, that, it starts with like, in the that, that kind of belief of Mac Jones as a player. I think he's in a much healthier place this year because, listen, like Juju's a good player. Um, Tyquan Thornton, their second-year player, I think has got the chance to be um, like an Emmanuel Sanders was for the Steelers, a big play down the field type of guy. I don't think he's going to be that good, but that type of impact. Um, I still believe they need D-Hop strictly because – in, in the NFL right now, it's, it's, it's a game of either you're going to pound the football and live in play action and have yards after the catch people, or you're going to have three or four guys that are just going to play one-on-one football. They don't necessarily have any of that or either of that. They don't have a guy that is going to play one-on-one consistently and win, and they don't have somebody that is going to kill you in yards after the catch unless they have one of those number one guys. Like if they have a D-hop and they put D-hop on one side of the formation and that now the defense has got to say, hey, we got to put two people over there because we don't have someone that can cover them one-on-one. Then on the opposite side, Juju's going to have favorable leverages or matchups. And then he could become a yards after the catch guy. Um, the same with a Gasicki or a Hunter, Hunter Henry. They're going to have m- more favorable matchups. So um, if you told me they got D-hop, I'm sitting here saying Mac Jones is going to have one of those big third-year leaps. If they go into the season and they don't have D-Hop, I still think he'll play better and improved, but it's not going to be enough um, to chase down people within their division or definitively have New England say, Mac Jones is no question the guy. All right, speaking of the division, go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Orlowski, loved everything you said there. I also hope that DeAndre Hopkins comes out, but you know maybe they'll put Gillespie out to the left instead of Juju in case it is a one-on-one option. Uh, do you think with that division that the – oh, you're right. 
Gesicki. Gesicki. Shout out Michael <laughs> Lombardi and the NBA draft coverage. Do you think that if you know the Patriots <laughs> keep it together and do get D Hop, that maybe they are a contender? But do you think either way, the Super Bowl champion might be in the AFC East? Because I remember when the Rams won the Super Bowl, the whole thought was that the NFC West was kind of going to destroy themselves on their way to the playoffs, and then obviously Niners, Cardinals, and Rams all make it. NFC Championship is the Rams. Niners, do you think that's a situation we're looking at here where whether it be the Jets or the Bills, one of those teams ends up as a wild card and that could be your AFC championship? Absolutely. It, it, the Bills and the Jets are unquestioned Super Bowl contenders. Whoa! Because hey. Jets, they are. let's go! The quarterback talent that they have, the skill talent that they have, the, the defense that both have. I think the Dolphins are knocking on that door. They're, the question that everyone talks about is we, we got to have Tua healthy for the year and um, as much as I love Tua, it hasn't happened. So um, if, if you told to me Tua was going to play 17-plus games, they would be real Super Bowl contenders. Um, New England without D-Hop, I do not see as a playoff contender. New England with D-Hop, they are now a playoff contender. I'm not putting them in Super Bowl contender territory, even with D-Hop. I just think the AFC is so loaded. Um I think there's tiers in the AFC. I think there's four tiers that are, if if you were sitting here being objective going, who are real, unquestioned, very little doubt Super Bowl contenders, it's Kansas City, it's Buffalo, it's Cincinnati, it's the Jets. Kansas City sits as the team that everyone's got to go chase. And then there's another group of four or five, which is um, Miami, the Chargers, Jacksonville, um, Colts. Baltimore that are sitting there going, they are just below them and they got to catch some health break. They got to prove it to us when it matters the most. Everything's got to come together, but it's not a big drop off. And then you got Colts, Steelers. Well, I don't think they're in the same tier. I think the Colts and Steelers, um, I think that next tier would be a tier that could surprise some people and be more competitive than expectations you know, kind of match them. Colts, um, Steelers, right? Broncos. Colts, Colts Steelers, Steelers, Broncos. Broncos. Putting the Colts yeah. in there. Okay. Yeah, you're damn wow. right. What are we talking about? Okay. I still think that Anthony Richardson is going to very oh, yeah. much so surprise people oh, yeah. this year. I still, I still believe that because of the element of the coach matchup and his athleticism, it's going to be real, man. Man, this is a good day. Feel Hell good yeah. Friday. Colts, Steelers, and Broncos. It's you know fun, what I mean? Fun right. Friday. Come gonna, on. It is in the Thunderdome. It yeah. Was, it was a good day. Thank yeah. you so much, Dan. That felt really good because I've been over here talking about how good this roster is in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, granted, I've also been talking about West Virginia winning the national championship when they're over under is four and a half games. That's yeah. generous. Four and a half games. Now, I don't know how many games UConn's going to win, and hopefully UConn will not come to the Big 12 and ruin what we got going on. But I will say my optimism about the Colts – Strong. Hey. Up yeah. to the right. Legit, right? With Steichen's offense, Anthony Richardson, Jonathan Taylor's going to have to do something. Now, he is obviously seeing the running back market for what it is. But whenever you talk about Alec Pierce taking another leak, yep. Michael Pittman Jr. going in there, Josh, the kid's wearing one. Downs. 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 Yeah. There he Jelani is. Woods. He's six foot seven, Jelani Woods. How about yeah. it? Moali Cox. And then on the defensive side, love Mo. On defensive side, we just got dogs everywhere. I mean, why not, Dan? Why not the Colts? Huh? 
That's my point, dude. And and it's it's a division that's not loaded. We know Jacksonville sits at the top, but Houston, I think, will be a little bit more competitive than people think. I don't I don't think there's a terrible team in the AFC. I really don't believe that top to bottom that there's a terrible team. The Titans are going to be competitive because Vrabel's such a good coach. Houston's going to be improved because the just the talent upgrade that they they've had kind of be brought are brought into their organization. And the Colts are. Dude, here's my thing. If we just break down the Colts, Pat, and we sit here and go, quarterback's crazy athletic, and the coach knows how to use that, all that fundamentally is going to do is create a tunnel one-on-one on the outside. Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce are like 6'3", right? They're 6'3", they're 6'4", dudes. Mm-hmm. If they win, yeah. yeah, and Jelani Woods, if they win 50% of those kind of opportunity balls, that's going to be a chunk of their offense, man. It's going to be win on a slant, win on a go route, win on a stop route. There's going to be a, like a beauty in the simplification of it. And if they can keep that, like kind of the foundation of their offense, it's going to give them a huge chance to own the football, score points, rest the defense. I just think they'll be competitive, man. I really do. And they're going to be electrifying to watch mm-hmm. on the field as opposed to last year. You watch that team on the field, you're falling asleep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You are mm-hmm. snoozing quick. Even if Anthony Richardson goes out and throws 45 interceptions, yep. at least somebody's doing something. Yeah. Exactly. And he's running around. These games last year that we paid to go to were so fucking bad. I mean, it was just yeah. horrendous football. Mm-hmm. Even the teams that are good would come in and be terrible. Kansas City lost to yeah. the Colts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eagles, they it, barely so won. And it was just bad football, the whole thing. Yep. Travis Kelsey's on the field. Patrick Mahomes on the field. Somehow, bad, boring football. Yep. Just the Colts had that kind of stigma. And we get the number four overall pick, so we're playing bad football. So it's boring and losing football. Yep. That is not good for any program, anything. Anthony Richardson coming in just immediately makes me think, all right, the guy's the biggest, strongest, fastest quarterback to ever come through the combine. He does the backflip thing with ease. Yep. Mm-hmm. It at least has to be a little bit more energy, hopefully, when it comes to the team. Hopefully they're able to go and do their thing. But to your point, coming off the bus, this Colts team? Oh, yeah. Brother, fucking huge. And then we got on the defense side, you got DeForest Buckner leading the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he is – Whatever, six six or six seven, yeah, monster, three hundred pounds, so big. We got yeah. massive dudes. Let's do stuff. Yeah. But to your point, there's no shitbag team in the AFC. I was trying to think. And no offense really? to this to this team, they got a great fan base and everything like that. Very passionate. The Raiders, right? That's kind of what I thought yeah. yeah. on as well. The Raiders, they don't have a quarterback, and they are also loaded. Like you can go down their roster, and they have a bunch of studs still. But whenever you look at that AFC. Ratings or uh, odds to go win a Super Bowl. You look at the whole AFC side, and it's like good, 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 yeah. good. Browns, I guess you're wondering, but like, they, like look at their comparison. The Browns, the Browns got a chance to be so much better. Their defense. I think we did this, dude. I think their defense has nine first round picks on it. So, so <laughs> compare that team to like the Cardinals, even the Rams when it comes to their talent level. The Bucks. You know, there there are teams that are so much more just either young, talented, or like heavy on one side of the ball, talented in the AFC in comparison to a- NFC. Yeah, that is. And when it gets laid out, and you do start going through every single division, yeah. and you're like, does this team stink? Nah. Like, if the Raiders were in the NFC South, would we not have them as the favorite in the <laughs> NFC South? Or absolutely, probably one, two. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, even in the NFC, like the Saints, we're just assuming the Saints are really good. Derek Carr, yeah. New quarterback, new system. You think they're going to be good, the Saints? Um, I think the Saints are going to be good. Uh, I got to see Derek in, in, in the new system. Uh, Michael Thomas's health is obviously a huge question. I think their defense is going to be a lot better than it was in the beginning half of the last year. I think like if I had to pick a team in that NFC South that I think has got the chance to like shock people, I really do believe it'll be Carolina in Atlanta, those two teams, Pat. What are you I hearing think- out of camp down there? What are you hearing out of Carolina with Frank and Josh? And I know you got a lot of friends down there, obviously. So everything has just been good, huh? Out of Carolina, it sounds like. They are they are shocked how impressive Bryce Young is mentally. And they, they had really high – I remember going back to probably like April and having conversations and just like text message conversations and the – kind of the phrase that kept getting shared with me about Bryce was elite processor, elite processor, elite processor, mentally so much more advanced than everybody else. And I think even they are surprised with how mentally he advanced he is both like football playbook wise, football feel wise, situational kind of understanding. Um, I don't think that I think the, the the big takeaway that they have right now, Pat, is um, they don't feel that there is a single part of his game that holds them back from unloading their whole playbook. And that's so rare for a rookie quarterback. You know how it is. Sometimes you, you give them 20% or you, hey, we're going to pare down our game plan for the young kid. There's not a single thing. It's actually the opposite. They honestly think that because he's so good mentally, they can expand their playbook to what it has been. Um, and that's kind of taken them by surprise. Very abnormal for a rookie quarterback, obviously. As we go to tone, the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't even even have hot hots yeah. with Kenny Pickett in his first year last year. Professional football, no hots with a subpar offensive line. Yeah. That's how slow they wanted to take Wait, it. Not- that's a fact? Yeah. I think Muth said something like that, yeah. Dan, that's what we were that's watching so last year. Freaking bad. With a subpar offensive line, Dan, too. You know what I mean? Like, you need the hot. That'd be even more reason. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the purpose oh of it, actually. Gosh. Yeah, but allegedly. I've lived that, though. I've lived that, dude. Like, I've lived that. I've, I've lived that life where your coach is like, no, we're just not going to have hots. And if, if you're, you feel pressure, throw it to the flat. I've had that before, man. And it's so deflating. It's so defeating. Dude, I had, real quick before Tone asks you a question, I had a, a situation where we would take our game plan. I don't know if I've shared you guys this story, but we would take the game plan, the, the first and second down game plan. And usually, like I've been on teams like a Gary Kubiak or Sean McVay, your first and second down game plan could be 200 plays, right? And then you would get into your situational game plan, which would be on third and, and two to three or third and four or less, we've got eight plays. Third and four to six or whatever, five to six, we've got eight plays. Uh, seven to ten, six plays, ten plus, whatever. I've been in a situation where you'd watch film and be like, "Hey, coach, can we can we kind of uh, can we add this to our third down and four to six package?" I think you know, given what the defense is going to do, this would be a really good play. And the coach would be like, "Well, if you want to add that one, you got to take one out." And we would be like, "No, we just want to add it." So like, we we like this. We want to keep the other ones. And he's like, "No." We're not like we're only going to we're only going to have six this week. And we're all like, it's one more play. So like that coaching mindset of like 
<laughs> hindering, um, like hindering kind of a comfort level blows my mind. Well, it good makes- news. Good news. Same offense coordinator this year. Matt Canada will yeah. still be leading yep. the offense for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tony Diggs has a question for you, Dan. I already ruined my day enough about the Steelers, so I can't ask a question about them. Um, good. That's smart. Hey, look at you. Evolve. That's maturity. Yeah, well, that's right. With the comparison to the Colts, how could you not be exactly. over the moon? No, this is good. This is true. They're not. They don't even have. I'm actually kind of disgusted. Ruined my. Oh, that we are being in the same tier. Stiking? as a team that is not having hot. Come on, for their quarterback. Actually, yeah. now that I think about it, I should have been offended. Yeah, so, you been. I mean, unbelievable. After what I just heard here, yeah, mm-hmm. we're all offended. Wow, everyone's offended. It's okay. A, People are looking for reasons to be offended. Um, I mean, I can certainly find one. Feels like a <laughs> feels like a kind of a dumb question because he has done this and has been doing Super Bowl, but is but that was under McVay. Is Jared Goff still or a good enough quarterback to win the win the NFC and go to the Super Bowl? Yes, because of the situation that he's in. Um, you know, I still think that Jared is one of the like the most naturally pure throwers I've ever been around. He's, he's just one of those guys that you have to protect. If Jared's protected, and he will be in Detroit, he can throw it just as good as anybody in that conference. Um, because of the natural ability that he has, like you you can do a lot of different and, – and Jared's game of throwing the ball between 10 and 25 yards, like that intermediate range, it's pure, man. It's really good. I think Detroit's offensive line should be a top three unit. Jameer Gibbs, I honestly believe, is going to be north of 1,500 yards from scrimmage, pushing 2,000 yards. There was people that were mad that he got drafted. Oh, yeah. Still are. There's people mad he got drafted. Marks. Dude, I think he's just going to be used in such a – I think he's going to be a Debo Samuel type of player. That's the way that they'll use him. And that makes it so – he's going to catch four screens a game for 50-plus yards. So put that, you know, in the books for Jared Goff. Yeah, I think so. Just because of the confidence Jared has right now, too. Like, you know, the the uh, that first year in Detroit, I know just in conversation with them was tough. It was tough to have. Think about it. Like, you got Sean McVay moving on from you. You know, one of the most respected minds and leaders in the NFL saying, not good enough for me anymore. And whether that was Sean's feelings or not, like, that's definitely the public perception. And that was the perception that Jared had, you know, of like, dang, this coach – you know, moved moved on from me within 24 months of going to the Super Bowl or however what it was. I think Jared, because if you, if you took Jared and he was in Tampa Bay, I would not feel that way. But because of the situation that he's in, the play caller Ben Johnson, the talent that he has around him, oh yeah, yeah, I think they're, I think he's good enough. Absolutely. How about that? A couple of years ago, Tampa wins a Super Bowl. Now, yep. Dan's like, because he's in Detroit. I feel oh, good yeah. about it. That's a good for sure. Detroit, man. Let's go, Dan. 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 So let's be clear. Yeah. This is the year the Detroit Lions are going to go 10-7 and seven and win a playoff game. Is that what you're saying to me right now? Oh, I absolutely think – I think 10-7 and seven is the bar. I, I honestly think 10-7, and wow. seven, you'd sit there and be like, man, let Whoa. a game or two go away. Okay. Uh, Whoa, holy. this is the standard now. No longer a dream. Nah, nah. This is what we're doing around here. Game Love it, Dan. Game or two, that yeah, means 12-5. I, I, I think Detroit's going to be really good this year. I think that Campbell kid's going to Hell yeah. very Thank much you. surprise people. Yes. Um, surprise me. I, yeah. I've said this. Philly's the team to beat in the NFC. There's no doubt about that. San Francisco is right there. And then I think it's Detroit is the third best team. Wow. Whoa! Oh, yeah. Whoa! Let's Whoa! go! Holy Detroit Rock City. What? 
Except for, those, except for those new helmets fucking stinks. Whoa, whoa, that new logo is yeah. awesome. Sweet. Put them on yeah. everything. Sweet. New, new helmets stink. That. No, no, new logos are awesome. Put them on everything. Yes, yeah. I love it. Hats, helmets, yeah, Dan, jerseys. One of Dan's kids drew it. Abs- yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is cool. Yeah. I don't love the lion on it, and I I, I would have. So the what? lion. That's on, awesome. Yeah, look at that everywhere. Yeah. It's the skinniest no. lion I've ever seen. It's sick. Yeah, look at that thing. It, it, it's a It's a fit. It's, a, it's an Ozempic lion. I wish the face masks were white as well. I don't like Ooh. the gray face mask with Oh, of They're course, wearing Dan. a gray oh. jersey, Dan. I wish the players were white with inside of it. <laughs> I wish the, the mask was yeah. white. We get it, Dan. Eye black was white. We get it. Okay, jeez <laughs> Louise. That's, that's, that thing's going to go viral. That, well, I doubt nah, It's Friday. <laughs> yeah. It's Friday. Yeah, man. no one's on here. And who cares? But uh, that whole helmet hitting the internet and... I've been learning a lot about this particular guy, too. Feels like a guy you want in your camp. Yeah. Dog. I, I watched his uh, yeah. a standard day for him, and I don't know if that's just bullshit or not. I feel like it's not. You watch it, though, you can think, there's no way this human's doing this every single day. And then you look at him. Yeah. He has eight-pack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Properly jocked. Properly jocked. Seemingly just all in on football. Carries around the jug. Yep. It doesn't oh, yeah. care. Always hydrated. Car- Golfing with the boys a little bit. Great yep. singer in the rookie, you know, showcase. Yeah. yeah, good. Feels like this is a guy you want on your team. So congrats to the Lions finding him. But if what you're saying about golf still having it Man. in MCDC, they lose Deuce Staley, right? Deuce Staley yep. went down to, to Carolina. Carolina. Yep. I don't know how much that was for tone and culture setting, but I'm sure they'll get past that. But what a time to be a Detroit Lions fan. Good for you guys. Ty has a question for you, Dano. Yeah, Dan, sticking in the NFC North, all the stuff we've seen come out of green, Bay with you know all of these guys kind of endorsing Jordan Love and Pat made a good point he kind of said you know like there's a difference between I mean guys aren't just going to come out and say like hey he stinks or, or whatever but guys are actively getting on camera and saying hey this is QB1 he's the guy when you look at all of that stuff what do you think a realistic ceiling is for Jordan Love and the Packers this year I still think they're a playoff football team. Hell yeah. Um, I still I, I like this is a team that's gone to the NFC title game two out of the last four years. Their defense is littered with talent. I think if the defense, and I've said this, Ty, like they've got to stop playing so soft. And I don't mean that like I'm scared to hit people. I mean, it's like you give us so much free yardage to attack you offensively. Playing eight they've yards off start- on third and three. Totally, dude. It blo- and I can't imagine being a Packers fan sitting there going, seriously? Like, And they're talented enough to not do that. So um, I-, I think that they've got to start way more uh, having an attacking mindset on defense. But, um, I- I- you know, I think one of the more fascinating question marks um, is, like, what if-, what if Jordan loves good? No, like, we don't really know. But he was a first-round pick three years ago. Like, it- this guy wasn't a – he wasn't a sixth-round pick that they're just, like, tanking with, so to speak. What happens if Jordan Love's really good? What mm. happens if the Packers and Brian Gunnicutz got it right and he's one of those picks that, like, you know, we a lot of people maybe misjudged or got impatient with or something? Like, what happens if this dude comes out in three years of sitting and watching and throws for 30-plus touchdowns and 10-less interceptions? Oh, yeah, shit. we're talking about – like, what ha- – dude, with, the, with the, the young talent they have on offense – that scheme always gets quarterbacks to play better than their maybe their talent level should kind of afford them to. I think it's like one of the great unknowns. If Jordan Love is good, like if Jordan Love is good, the Packers are absolute players in the NFC. Yeah, I think so too. Mm. We've actually broached that subject a little bit because 
as we move forward into the Jordan Love era, and you listen to everybody that's seeing him on the practice field, we're not seeing him on the practice field. We're not seeing right. him in the team meeting room. We're not seeing him in the training room. We're not seeing him in the locker room. What? All the people, though, that have seen him there have made their way to microphones mm-hmm. to let people know, like, hey, everything you potentially could need to be a guy, this guy has it. We see, good him, point. see him against Philly. You know what I mean? Oh, see yeah. him in that play against Philly. With the videos we see out of camp, the way he has handled Mm-hmm. This whole situation, Dan, this whole – which he got dropped into the middle of. Not his fault at all. I mean sure. – but from day one, maybe the first three minutes after he got drafted, he got to celebrate it. Yeah. Yeah. With his family, you remember? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like very happy, probably three minutes. And then he opens his phone, text messages from people, maybe five minutes, how happy they are. Then he goes to social media, and all it is is, why the fuck did we draft Jordan Love? What the hell? This guy, why is he here? And then all of a sudden, just boo. Like, there is almost an implosion while success is still happening. The way he has handled this all, I think all of us have found to be very admirable. Mm -hmm. And then if he can go out and ball, that's good for Guti, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because Guti Kunz, you know, like, this is his team now. There's a chance this could be the next 15 years over there. And I think Packers fans are obviously hoping for it. But I think it's a potential, like, especially with everything we've seen and heard from Jordan. So shout out to him, man. Yeah, I think the the point of what the teammates have said was really good. You made that point like last week, and I was it, it made me just hearing you talk about it now. Remember when Tyreek Hill last year like said like, "Oh man, the, the most accurate quarterback I've ever played with was Tua," and we were all like, "Shut up, blah blah this and that." Before Tua got hurt, it was the number one off pass offense in the NFL, and Tyreek was being. Remember the question was, "Is Tyreek gonna Tyreek Hill gonna go for two thousand yards this year?" They were the number one pass offense in the NFL, so. To your point, you know, when these guys make statements that, you know, uh, are unnecessary, but they're seeing them on the field, maybe it's less smoke and more reality in their eyes. I think that's uh, not necessary is a good way to describe it. Yeah. Because, like, when Pac-Man came out here and said, if this team does this, I'll shave my head, it was like, that's not necessary. You don't have to do that. Like, you just went out of your way to say that. Like, there's no – why would you put yourself in that position? You did, didn't say it off air. Nope. Literally just waited until a microphone. I'll shave yeah. my head, you know, and it was, like, not necessary. All these things that they're saying, they don't want to be on the record as saying, like, this guy's good and not – you know what I mean? I just feel yeah. like all vibes are good out of there. We appreciate you joining us, Dan. What do you got this weekend? A lot of lacrosse, huh? We Whoa. ripping some twine. Lax it up. Yeah, we got a lacrosse tournament in Massachusetts, so we drive oh, up there you tonight. You guys are screwed. Connor said the Mass Boy is probably going to beat the hell out of you. Yeah. It's, in, it's in Devin's Mass, Connor. That's not a real place. <laughs> That's Western Mass. That place doesn't exist. Well, they don't want to go over to. No, you don't. He's signing up for Western. You, you, yeah, you go down to the South Shore, the North Shore, your boys are going to be leaving bloody. So hold yeah. on one second. You, yeah. can, you can't they coach. They beat the doors off of Laxachusetts last weekend, but no big deal. That, oh! oh! Just a little inside baseball here. Laxachusetts hasn't been a premier team in you know New England in a long time. Oh, Next okay. time you guys play Nestle Black, let me know. Okay. All right, pal. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll, we'll talk about all these whites battling each other in a sport that only some people know about. But <laughs> whenever we're talking about, you're not allowed to coach your kids, right? Uh, lacrosse, no, I'm fighting for it for next year, but this year I was not allowed to. It's like a state law or something you said. The Now, so this tournament, you're just going to go drink wine, get hammered, booze up in what? western Massachusetts? Is that what the weekend looks like? Uh, the first game's at 8.50 in the morning, so I don't think we'll be it's drinking okay. wine. It's okay. Sorry, the crackheads out west, they'll, uh, they'll let it slide. Not wine, whiskey? Whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, we're burying Western Massachusetts. I don't know anybody. I don't even. I couldn't even tell you. Bingo. What that means. I don't think it's in Western Mass. I think Devons is like twenty minutes north of Boston. Thirty minutes north. You of Boston. might be thinking of Danvers, if that if that's where it is. No, it's in Devons, Mass, like the military base. Once again, I do not know where Devons is. Well, you just, <laughs> what you just it's near Marlboro. Oh, okay. Sweet. Why'd you murder Western Mass? You didn't even Because Western yeah. Mass is a fake place. It's, it doesn't actually exist. People from Western Mass will tell you. It's in I Worcester am from County. Nowhere. Yeah, so it's for, it is Western Mass. Devons is it's in like Worcester. It's the center of the state. Yeah. It's an hour away which from is Western Bo- Mass. It's an hour from Boston. Hour which is, just like Foxborough, Western Mass. Yeah, that's West. But it is North Shore. Okay, yeah. Yeah, out there by fucking Fitchburg. Give me a break. That's not a real place. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, they would agree. They would agree. Oh, they from would there. Agree. Yeah, they would, they would. All right. Well, good luck out there. Hope the boys win. Hope you get a dub. Tell the family who said hello. You look good. You've been working out still or what? Getting ready for the season? Right. Every day, bud. What do you do? You do, the, you do the Peloton, right? I did a 45-minute Peloton boot camp today with Tunde. Absolutely Whoa. destroyed my life. Yeah, that's one of the teachers that you like tweet like, "Hey, thanks for." Is that that? Yeah, I don't think I've ever. Or maybe I have once or twice. Tunde, not in a long time. No, that was t- a good one. Tunde doesn't deserve a tweet. Some other people oh, get them though. I, I see you go like, Toussaint. "Hey, thank you for kicking my ass oh. this morning." Needed it. Yeah, you know, is that is that Tunde? Tunde whooped me this morning. Yeah. Tunde, know you exist. You ever meet Tunde? I have not met Tunde, so probably not. Hey, Tunde, you're really doing it to this kid. Uh-huh. You're really... Tunde! Let's go! Yeah. Tunde said, how you Absolute doing, Dan Orlovsky? 45-minute advanced full-body boot camp. Damn. So what does that mean? Like, me. Off the bike. You're standing? You start on the bike, and then you go down to the floor, and then you're back on the bike or down to the floor. So it's like kind of oh, like... shit. In, it's like 10, 12 minutes of stuff. It was, it was good. I didn't know I'd do that. I didn't oh, know yeah. there was a get off the bike, get back on the yeah. bike. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's my, I think that's my favorite thing is like because it's a you're not on the bike first an extended period of time you're like my butt's starting to hurt so. yeah yeah I can't do the the seat I don't I don't do good on those bikes the you, good question here by Zito so you guys are clacking in your rooms getting off the bike with those shoes on yeah so you get off clack 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 yeah. well the floor we have like a one of the floors it's like a softer gym floor you know like it's it's the surface that is oh. made for it what are you doing push ups you're doing push ups down there. Yeah, um, sometimes I'm not great at push-ups, long arms, the chest of an 11-year-old. So, a bunch of different stuff, weights, all kinds of stuff. You're doing weights with those clack clacks on? No, you just take the shoes off. The shoes are like the kind of like the like kind of the it's it's no tie, so it okay. slides into like a click 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 click, almost like a helmet does nowadays. Um, like I guess a grid grid or whatever. Um, so you take those off and throw sneakers on for like the floor stuff. All right. Well, I'm happy to. I did that to you. Mm-hmm. You look good. You should try it out. I can't. My butt doesn't do the seat. I got a, you know, massive ass. It gets, you know. I've not... been meaning to say that to you, but. Hell yeah. Hey, remember, 82 and a half. Good luck. 82 and a half. I play on Wednesday morning. All right. Let's not be lying. Okay. Kids are watching. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, it's for charity. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Dan Ross. Joining us now from an attic in Ohio, a man who is a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion. He's the current champion of Ohio. They call him Mr. President from Centerville, Ohio. 
Ladies and gentlemen, COVID survivor, father of 10, the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers and golf sandbagger, A.J. Hawk. A.J. Hawk. Hawk, how you doing, Paul? Huh? How you doing? How you doing? Wow. Doing great. You guys just swimming in cash from the uh, NBA draft last night. Is that what's going on? This guy's got jokes today, huh? How'd it making go? fun of us it poor went... people. I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm, I'm honestly wondering. I didn't get to see much of it. Yesterday, yesterday was making fun of everyone for going to hospital because they got hit by flying rocks. Yeah. I didn't today. make fun of anybody for that. Yeah, you did. Oh, you go to hospital for that? Not Ohio. That would never happen. Just real quick, though. <laughs> it sounds like me. Kind of. But... We don't need you coming in here doing what you just did and dunking on Shams at the same time. Okay, Woj did enough was dunking. I dunking on him? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I say. think so. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. You, you I did. wasn't on when Shams was on, so I don't know exactly what he even told you guys. You do you know, know what he said. Then what it, happened, though, for real? What happened in the draft? Why, well, did, so why Shams, did it not happen? So Shams got it completely wrong. Yeah, and it, was, it was big news, and we think he was potentially obviously led astray. That is why he took a big swing. And this is going to happen in the insider game. And Woj, who obviously first time on the show a couple of days ago, who knows if he'll ever be back on again, he dunks <laughs> on Shams immediately afterwards. He goes, oh, all yeah. along, no debate. Mm. Anybody that says to the contrary doesn't know that the entire Charlotte Hornets organization has been all in on Brandon Miller. Okay, Ownership, front office, scouts, coaches, you name it. They see him as perennial future all-star player. Brandon Miller out of Alabama. Great shooter of the basketball. Yes. Obviously, what Sean said yesterday was Scoot was going number two. And he said it very confidently. Came on the show early. Yeah. yeah. Broke the hearts of Charlotte. Hey, just got the idea. All of Charlotte thought Scoot Henderson, mm -hmm. out of two years in the G League, was coming to the Charlotte Hornets last night. And in the arena, they had a watch party. Hey, the entire Hornets organization, we're selling to a new owner. We might get a new superstar in here. This might become the new era of the Charlotte Hornets. Welcome to the team, Scoot. Seemingly is what everybody in Charlotte felt. Here's a clip out of their watch party that the Charlotte Hornets were hosting. Yeah. The team was hosting in their arena. The Charlotte Hornets select. <laughs> Scattering of booze, some applause, obviously, some yells. I assume that person works for the Hornets right there, dressed up that well. Yep. Me, I'm going to go sit. There's a couple uh, of positives. Yeah, yeah. But the best part is the mascot going, God damn it! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brandon Miller's coming to the team that I have to wear a costume for. That whole head drop, oh no. Uh -huh. Kind of let anybody in there know. If you were wondering if we're supposed to be happy or not, God damn it. <laughs> this is not what we thought. Allegedly, the internet said that there was maybe some conflicting concepts of what the team should look like going ahead under the new ownership while still without the deal being signed under Jordan's ownership. Mm -hmm. Allegedly, that's what took place. Nonetheless, Shams got it wrong. We all lost a lot of money because we obviously bet on it because we got good faith in Shams. Mm -hmm. And we weren't the only ones. A lot of people at home did the same thing. And you... And your little fucking bullshit comes in here and goes, how'd you guys do last Ooh. night? Oh. Money? How'd you guys do last huh? night? Oh. Hey, you guys go take a shovel in the backyard, dig a big hole and dump a bunch of fucking money into it last night? <laughs> that's pretty much what you just said to us coming under the show. That's not how we want this Feel Good Friday to start. Not no. at all. That is not how we want the Thunderdome vibes to be. Nope. That's what you said, though. Hey, pal, did you get a big enough shovel last night to dump your money into it? <laughs> is that... Is that is that what you said when you came in here? Because I was Jay, I was curious. I sent you a text you earlier and said, "Did it? Did everything come true like we thought?" You're a prick. I'm not. We. If, I mean, we if know this that shot goes 100%. in, it, but it did seem like if this shot goes in, 
I'll forgive you. Okay. Uh-oh. And you make a lot of your shots, so yeah, I feel good about it. Yep. Oh, oh, sorry. Bummer. Bummer. Oh, sorry, Dick. Yeah. Let's do this now that we don't like each other forever. Uh, this <laughs> one, too. Hang up on him. Definitely hate him if it goes in. Oh, sorry. Oh. I don't want to, AJ. It's the universe. Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> oh, oh, there that. it is. Oh, oh, man. Hate AJ Day. Oh, no. Now it's fuck off he AJ sh- Friday. He shot us for all of us. He did. AJ, you ruined my shooting percentage. That's why the submarine didn't come back up either, because you missed the shot. That's not <laughs> Don't true. Don't be making jokes. That's not it true. It never went down, to be honest with you. Yeah, it exploded immediately. It, well, at one point it ended up down. Well, yeah. 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 Just currently. It's it down there right now. It did reach its destination. We're still friends, AJ. Nope. I guess not. You suck. Guess you not, shit face. Even Java. This is Java's shot. Oh, AJ, too. <laughs> Jeez. All right. That's a shame. Yeah. God, we had such a good run. What do we do right now? What do we do? Why'd you do that, AJ? You know what you're doing. You did this. This is your doing. What do we what do? What were the ratings like for the draft? You think the ratings were off the chart? It right, feels so like people were into it. All right. I like the mood, yeah. I like the mood he's in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. All right, AJ. Serious. Let's, uh, <laughs> I don't might, know why you're laughing. I'm not joking. We might have Michael Lombardi on later today, too. Uh, I, I assume you saw his take on it. He was certainly questioning a lot of the decisions that were made by ESPN during the NBA draft coverage, both on the show, who was on the show, and how they went about doing the show. But I think what a lot of us didn't know is there was an ABC broadcast as well. I had no idea. So I watched the ESPN broadcast, had a lot of questions about everything that was going on. Then I saw these photos of Stephen A. in a pink suit. I'm like, oh, Stephen must be doing digital stuff for like Stephen A.'s show. Mm -hmm. That was on ABC, actually. Yeah. So I think we all watched potentially the wrong one because we want the ESPN ABC had great coverage, right, Fox? Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. It was Kevin Agandhi, Stephen A. Smith, and they weren't doing specifically draft stuff. They were only covering the players that were drafted. So you might miss some picks, but you got to learn about their families, the players, and all that stuff. So it was a little different angle. I actually enjoyed it. Anytime Stephen A. is on a microphone, I'm going to watch. Like, he was great. I was pissed that I didn't see Stephen A. Right. I I I didn't even know they were doing that over there. I should have, though. I had no idea, though. I didn't see anything about it. And, like, the ESPN broadcast, say what you want, if you muted it and watched something else while it was on, it was pretty good. <laughs> say what That's you want. Exactly. <laughs> say, he said, yeah. say what you want. Yeah. Say what you want. What is your problem? Like no, that's what I did, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. The ticker information, stuff like that, really good. I would just glance there down. There was good interviews on there. there what, was, yeah. JJ was on there. I know JJ had to deal with some shrapnel. Yeah, JJ, you're an average shooter or whatever. JJ, pretty good shooter. Yeah, yeah. I'd I, say. That was bad. one thing. He played like 15, 14 yeah, years in the NBA. Yeah. Someone said that? All-time oh, winning yeah. scorer for Duke in the entire ACC the for a little bit. Us how to He's 19th all-time in three-point shooting, <laughs> yeah. I guess, in the NBA. That's not bad. Only like 10,000 guys that played. Not that we're like going to bat. We don't, we don't, JJ Reddick, we, we're cool with JJ, but it's Mm -hmm. not like we're going to bat for him. Like, that was a hilarious thing to be told right on live TV, you know, Mm -hmm. by somebody that's on a desk with you. But also, I think like cool with the desk and everybody that's there. But can we get like a coach or a GM or somebody that's been a part of a draft, which I think Lombardi, Michael Lombardi was kind of talking about. And Michael Lombardi's not an NBA guy, although he knows a lot of NBA people and everything like that. It was just like the decision of how they went about going and doing it. I think a lot of us had some questions about. But hey. It it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Scoot did not go to. Nope. We all lost money. But Wemby crying 
showed me like even more about why I like this dude. Yeah, really you know? cool. A lot of people like tr- would try to be too cool in that situation. They knew he was going to be the number one overall pick since he's like 14 years old, pretty much. So then when he becomes the number one overall pick and it happens and he gets emotional, it's like this guy seems to be the perfect human for any league, let alone any sport being one of the biggest ones in the world, the NBA league. So I'm really happy this guy's coming into our sports life. I think that's what I took away from last night. And him saying, I've been dreaming since I'm like 12 years old or whatever, to hear the words that that guy said, Adam Silver said. So him getting emotional about it was cool. And I think us learning more and more about this guy, Wemby, it was an awesome part of the NBA draft. But aside from that, this will be the one I'll forever remember for losing a lot of money on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I thought we had a good decision. That did yeah. happen. But, you know, Wemby found out, you know, he's a big space guy and a big aliens guy, which is also cool and something that we can carry away. We paid to learn that. Okay. That's right. That was what our bet was. Wow. We just kind of tipped the, the corner for giving us the information that Wemby actually says, I like this color, you know, because space, alien, I'm an alien. Yep. You know, the mm-hmm. green. And everybody's like looking at him like, Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty sweet he's like i'm an i'm an alien yeah his brother's also like seven feet as well I, I learned his last sister night. six one she yep. plays professional basketball a lot of people talking about her on the internet last night joining us now is an insider who might be able to explain what happened to shams hmm. and has he been in that position before yeah. senior nfl insider for the nfl the nfl's network the nfl's website and the nfl streaming service nfl plus host of the weekly wrap up with rap sheet and friends us being a friends he being rap sheet ladies and gentlemen and rap yeah, hey thank you for joining us What's up? happy friday happy friday bub happy friday to you appreciate it you too obviously as you know big day in the rap board household today very very big day what's that why is that Kids are off. What do you mean? Wow. Send them to Fiji. Is that what you're talking about? Summer camp time? See you later. Last day of school. They're on the camp bus. They are currently riding to Fiji uh, on a bus because that's obviously the way you go to Fiji. Um, No tears except for me and Leah. And that's it. We're gone. How long? Uh, seven week camp. We see him at a. Whoa! Seven weeks. Was there one parents' day? Yeah, and they don't yeah, even one want visiting day. Yeah, and you, you one refused. visiting day, which is like four hours total. Seven weeks they're going off. And they aren't going to miss us at all. By the way, it's great. It's like a carnival. It's the best. No, I concur. Hey, I, I've learned about this through through you, and that that this happens with people. A lot of humans do this. I do feel. I, I've heard. I've learned that a lot of people do this. They're going into the woods though, right, for seven weeks, learning how to do like human stuff. Yeah, it's like, you know, fire building. And they'll play a lot of sports, a lot of nature. Might do some water skiing. Go on a, I think Max has a three-day hike that he's going to go on at some point. Like, there's there's a lot. There, archery, maybe do some archery. Ooh. How old, how old? A lot of good stuff. Uh, Jude is eight and Max is almost ten. Eight and ten, what seven weeks. See ya. Do they have the three-day three hike for a ten-year-old? Do they have the blob in? Is the blob there? Yeah, go-karts? Uh, oh. oh, the blob is definitely there. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, that, for those who don't know, that's like a water It's like a water we blob. Heavyweights. Heavyweights. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen it. Boom, 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 boom. You get to do it on Parents' Day? Do you get to do the blob? Yeah. Are you oh. getting blobbed or are you doing the blobbing? Oh, boy. He froze. How can oh. you guys? I don't understand. I'm home. Is it your internet? Oh, yeah, okay. sure. Yeah, probably ours. I'm literally home. 
Anyway, we? I did we're, the blob on visiting day on uh, Parents Day. It was amazing. So you nice. you did the blobbing or got you got blobbed right? You got blobbed. I did a lot of the blobbing. I would say no. No, you, were, you yeah, got yeah, blobbed. You were getting blobbed all day. Way. There's two different you're lines, isn't there, for that? Oh yeah. Uh, you, uh-huh. It's like the sorry, uh, sir. Too tall for this ride. Exactly. Too short for this line. Mm-hmm. Isn't there a get blobbed or do the blobbing line? Two different <laughs> places, right? Yeah. Which one's more fun? Well, yeah. you and I only have one opportunity, and that is I mean, we are doing the blob. <laughs> I getting tossed into the water is a lot of fun. Yeah. That was, I guess, I was blobbed. Yeah, I guess I was blobbed. Yeah, fun. Yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah, that, you're a get you're blobbed guy, not a blobbing guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. That see, see, but that seems offensive when you say it like that. I was fine until Why? you said it like that. Now I'm not. Whoa! Fine. What are you talking about, dude? You get blobbed all the time. Yeah, yeah no offensive offense. would be like getting blobbed off. If you yeah, but you did off. get blobbed off because they're doing the blobbing. You yeah, get blobbed off. Yeah. Ian Rappaport got getting blobbed wet. off all summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got him all by wet. some big son of a bitch from New England. Big bastards <laughs> blobbing him off yep. all summer long. He's yeah. flying. Ah! Let's dive in, Ian. Uh, Happy to hear you survived getting blobbed off so hard in the woods. Mm-hmm. Jeez Louise. Thank God. Anything can happen out there. You know, this year do the blobbing maybe, and maybe you can blob somebody else off. You know what I'm talking about? Um, let's dive into some well, sports. Maybe change some roles. Sure. Let's talk about sports, yeah. Dalvin Cook. A lot of media. Okay, we need to put in a request to talk to him, Stat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did NFL Series XM where he hinted at going to some uh, place to help them get to the next chapter, which means sounds like to us the way he was talking, like maybe take a little bit less money. Mm-hmm. Also talked about Miami, going to Miami, enjoying that. What are you hearing on the front from the team side of this? Because it feels like from the Dalvin Cook side, very comfortable, very confident, understands what's going to take place, who he is. From the team side, are we hearing the same thing? Who's all in? Yeah, I mean, first of all, um, it is interesting he's done media. DeAndre Hopkins did a bunch of media, too. These guys are both, I'd say, probably really good at it. So it, usually when a guy's a free agent and he's doing a lot of media, I'm like, that's not great because, you know, you never know if you could hurt your leverage by saying something. Both these guys are very good, and I think they've come off really well and probably have been well prepared. <laughs> the the thought taking less money, interesting, because let's say it's, you know, Broncos and Dolphins are, are kind of one that, um, you know, I've heard mentioned. I think both those teams have been interested. We're interested in potentially trading for them. But what if it's a team like, like, let's say the Jets. Let's say the Jets are looking for a final piece. You know, maybe Brees Hall is coming back from his ACL, which he is. Maybe take a little bit less there and just go help them win a Super Bowl. Like, when, you, when you're Dalvin Cook and this is a third contract and you've already made a lot of money, you can maybe take a little – say a million or two million less and just say like i'm just gonna go take a one-year deal i'm gonna try to win and then if i play well then i can cash the following year like some of that and i'm not saying it's the jets but some of that makes sense all right hey we're gonna call you right back we got your whole answer there just a little uh little blobby yeah, uh, a, little bit. A, little bit a little bit blobby there dalvin at the jets i mean shefty said it the other day is like uh why not why don't they do that is something like why not mm-hmm. you know why oh, yeah. why yeah. wouldn't but the miami dolphins also you know, he's a Miami legend yeah. down there. Why not bring in so, Dalvin Cook into Miami? Yeah, I mean, it seems like the Jets thing is almost, like, too good to be true, and it's kind of like all roads are pointing to that. But like you mentioned, you know, if you've already made a bunch of money and, and you want to go win a Super Bowl and kind of re, you know, like, do this whole, like, super team thing, like, why wouldn't you? I mean, New York's New York's not bad either. How much money is enough money? 
not enough money. What's the line from Lil Wayne? The profit, uh, whatever the case. He says something. There's some people that have that mindset too. Like, right. yeah, I'll take a haircut. Never. Let me go mm-hmm. ahead and get as much money as possible because this is how long my work can be in this whole body is my tool career. Joining us back again, Ian Rappaport. Uh, Ian, you wrench. There it is. Hey. Oh, good angle. Perfect. What's the angle? Good angle here. You look fantastic. Well, I, I did it off the computer. I'm on phone now. Computer, not, I was not happy with the performance. I moved on. Oh, we thought you were holding your computer up right now. That, that is uh, <laughs> that is something that we, we really thought was taking place. But like uh, Sean Payton, he changed the entire offensive line, right? Yeah. And he probably wants yeah. to make the running game a lot different. Yeah. He's probably very interested they in Dalvin Cook. Is there any other teams, though? Sean Payton, Miami, maybe the Jets. Have you heard any like material offers? And is Dalvin Cook even looking for those right now? Um, I mean, I, I, as far as like official offers, I'm not a hundred percent sure because really like you're only going to make an official offer when you believe that the signing is imminent, right? Like, and I think for Dalvin cook, it does help him to wait similar to what we said about Hopkins, like waiting is your friend, right? Cause you never know what can happen. I mean, I hate to say this obviously, but you never know what can happen in summer training. Is there a, is there a, a need that's created if someone has an injury, Signing now doesn't help at all, really. Um, but those are three I would probably keep an eye on. Um, I think if there were others, we probably would know about it. I know there's other interests, but I'm talking about like real, 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 real significant interests. Those are probably ones to keep an eye on. All right, Dalvin, come to Indianapolis if you want, pal. We'll give you whatever. Yeah, whatever. We're going to go on a run. Got a good runner over there. Go ahead, AJ. Wow. Ian, I know we talk about like the time frame on when any of this could happen. Like For Dalvin Cook, is he going to sign before camp somewhere? Uh, could sign before camp. I mean, there's like a, you know, three or four days before camp when we do get some transactions. So I think, you know, that would make sense. And if he gets a deal he wants going in and like, you know, teams like this, you know, some teams will do like big extensions right before camp. Some will have like a couple signings. They'll save for right. Like having the feel good optimism momentum of bringing in a really good player, like all of that helps because camp is long and camp is really hard. Um, that timing makes sense. But I think if you're Dal, so for a team that makes sense. If you're Dalvin, it makes sense if you get the right offers. If it's not perfect, then like really the only thing that matters is getting ready for the season. So like usually, you know, ten years ago you'd be like, oh, well, you, you know, you'd like him to play in a preseason game. Now, like I don't even know if he would anyway. So team, it might make sense for teams to get him signed early. For Dalvin, for DeAndre Hopkins, like it, it really doesn't matter. As long as you get there with plenty of time to be healthy enough and in shape for the season, the timing is kind of whatever it is. Yeah, depending upon the money, and they've already gotten to the point where the money's probably going to be about the same mm-hmm. no matter when they get the deal done. That's, it was crazy. They missed that first wave of money. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of get caught up on the back end. Who knows where it pans out? But Diop could come into the Colts as well. Ty has a question for you, Rap. Yeah, Rap Sheet, with all the Dalvin Cook stuff, it seems like everything with Zeke Elliott's kind of just gotten buried. Um, it, uh, we heard that there's a chance, you know, maybe he goes back to Dallas for like league men or something like that. But then they're also throwing around the Chiefs and the Eagles. Are we going to hear anything about him anytime soon? Or is he looking like, you know, if someone gets hurt in camp, like that's probably where he's going to wind up? I mean, I, I do think a return to the Cowboys would make sense. I think it's pretty clear that, you know, like, I, like you're talking about the money for that Dalvin Cook is going to get. I think, you know, Miles Sanders got $6 million as the highest paid free agent running back. And obviously, like, if one of those franchise tag running back gets a deal, that'll be higher. But, you know, I would expect Dalvin to be around that 
maybe a little higher than, say, like what Miles Sanders got. With Zeke Elliott, way different story, right? Like he's already gotten paid. I think based on what he put on the field last year, the money's going to be lower. So then it's really his decision. It's like, does he want to go back to the Cowboys where he is loved? He'll have a little bit of a different role. That's not easy for everyone, right? I mean, Tony Pollard is going to be, whether he gets paid or not, Pollard is going to be the guy. So it's not going to be a lot of money, but he'll be back in Dallas. Or then it's like, you know, I mean, one of those contenders, like you mentioned, could take a look at him, but it's going to be low. So if it's going to be low, like going back to Dallas, to me, considering that they're probably going to be good, probably makes a little more sense. But yeah, I mean, that'd be one where I would think right before camp is probably the time. Mike McCarthy's going to run the ball more too. Yeah, You know, he's been pretty open about that. He kind of has to, I believe. And I could see that your shoulders are maybe starting to get a little bit activated as you're holding that phone up, you know, put a couple ounces in that hand. Huh? Forearm. Forearm. Yeah. Everyone. Shoulders are relaxed. I'm relaxed up here. Maybe you should use your bigger muscles right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Use your bigger muscles. Switch hands. Maybe just try to hold it with your back somehow. You know what I mean? Use your right hand. I can't do it. No, 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 no. Maybe you should sit on your left hand, have it fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah, there you (laughs) go. Put it in there. Yeah. And then just call it the stranger. Bingo. It's like a stranger's holding it. It's like we're interviewing a stranger. Yeah. Yeah. Whose hand is that? familiar with what you're talking about. Connor has a question for you, pal. Yeah, Rap Sheet, all of a sudden we're seeing stuff that uh, officially they are deciding on the commander's sale. What's that about? And is that what the July 20th meeting is? I think I saw you tweet earlier on. Yeah, I like pretty significant, like really, really significant. We now have a date, July 20th. Teams were notified this morning that there's going to be a league meeting, special league meeting on July 20th. So special that the only thing on the docket is literally just this. So it's the $6.05 billion sale of the Washington Commanders from Dan Snyder to Josh Harris. Basically, what's going to happen here is they're going it, to, it's, you know, going through or will have gone through by that point, the finance committee. It will be presented. Uh, if it is going to be presented, which it will, it'll be a deal that'll be approved, which it will. Um, so basically, what's going to happen here is it'll be officially and finalized. The owners will vote on the sale of the Commanders which, as we've talked about, is going to get approved because it doesn't get to this point unless it's a yes. So, like, we've done this a couple times. Uh, There's been a couple, like, congratulations, Josh Harris. Goodbye, Dan Snyder. This will be the last and final and biggest, like, a really, really, really consequential day. All right, congrats to Commanders fans. Uh, Still got a new name, but... You got new ownership. Yeah. Here we go. Let's go. What's that? Will Dan be there for that meeting? Like, they give him, like, a cake and stuff saying, like, hey, thanks for your time. What do you think? They're telling him sit in a corner while this guy has to make a vote? I don't know <laughs> if they're doing that, right? There ain't no – you said cake. I didn't know what, – what's that? Thinks – I'm trying to remember. Obviously, Broncos was a different story. Carolina – no, I don't I don't think he would be there. Well, and did, did the new I, owners have no say in the draft then? And Snyder – like, how did that work? With the draft, did the new owners have any say in the draft? No, no, no. That's kind of what happened in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One owner at a time. So basically, like the the new owners, like did someone give them a heads up? Like maybe, but I didn't get the sense they real they were not involved in the conversations. Like maybe they got a text before, but they were that was Dan Snyder's regime, I guess. Well, congrats to the Commanders fans and to Josh Harrison, uh, Magic. Yeah. Matt Johnson now an owner in the NFL. He wins everywhere. If he can get the Commanders to the Super Bowl, that'll be his biggest feat yet. Well, 
Well, yeah. 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 He's had a few Right others. below. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's accomplished some real. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he has. You know, some real stuff. Um, just because we're on this and it got brought up, Shams yesterday came on our show, took a big piece of lumber, mm-hmm. you know, like a telephone pole, and he took a big old hack. I mean, we're talking swinging for the – once he hit it out of the park. If it doesn't go out of the park, it's not a home run. Nope. Scoot Henderson's going number two. Shut down the sports books. Shut them down immediately, all of them. Boom. Odds flipped completely from plus 140 to, like, minus 900 real quick within, like, a five-minute period. That's some real say. That's some real sway. What he said, because he works for FanDuel TV, FanDuel's actually had to come out and say, we are not privy to the information that Choms has whenever he breaks it. We are learning this as it goes. And obviously, whenever he said this, we all bet pretty mightily because Shams plugged in. You're an insider. I assume this type of situation has happened to you before. This is just a part of the game. And how do you think it kind of took place? Um, I was obviously following that very closely. I mean, I saw on your show and then um, was kind of texting with Shams after. I mean, it was this is all really interesting. Okay. And this does unfortunately happen. I love Shams. He doesn't awesome We all job. love Shams. Yeah. We all love Shams. Um, the draft is hard. Reporting on the draft is so hard because – you don't want nobody wants to get jumped, and like teams will say, you know, people talk about like lying season. Sometimes lying is worth it, or omitting or misleading is worth it to get the player you want. I'm not saying that happened here, but I just I know that that happens. The hardest thing is to pin down what's who someone not picking number one is going to take. So remember, we talked about all the time with the Texans, right? I was pretty confident that C.J. Stroud was going to, and we mm-hmm. talked about it. But I kept saying, I do not know. I really and truly didn't know. I didn't know until right before the pick. I was just confident using my like deduction and everything I'd learned. I was like, I believe it's going to be CJ, but I don't know. And obviously, some other very good people thought the opposite. But the most important thing to me, draft-wise, is to say, like, I don't know. Because unless you know for sure, like, unless the GM is like, hey, like, this is who we're picking – it is impossible. Like I was, I was obviously following that very closely. Like, unfortunately, that happens, and it, it's it sucks. It's all right. Shams a bounce back. Yeah. Yep. Shams a bounce back, but it certainly was a rough night in the insider game. You guys have to kind of wade through bullshit all the time. Mm-hmm. I would not envy anybody that is in your seat, like at all. But you guys are committed to the game. Yeah. And you have to be. Like, you know how you have to be born to be in the NBA, born to play different positions? Like, I think you have to have a – born to be a coach, you have to have a trait that's like, all right, I want to see my family for six months if you want to be an NFL coach and everything like that. Like, I think you have to have the trait to be an insider because it's a whole different game. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're not talking to anybody for, like, personal reasons, right? Right. Cyber and the wife, it's like, hey, how we doing? But you have to foster relationships. It's it's quite a balance you guys have to do. And every once in a while – now. Shams never trust that person again that told him? I mean, I I have not followed up with him because I figure he's got enough to deal with today. Um, Tough day. I think a better question is like, was he misled intentionally or did he take the information? And again, like this has happened, not draft-wise, but this has happened to me in plenty of other places, which we've discussed. Um, Did he take the information that he was given that were hints and maybe turn it into a little too much? I mean, that's... And that's why, like, again, like, the, I, I think this is my 12th year doing this, or 13th. Though. It's been a long time. And the more I've done this, the more I've convinced myself that it's okay to say, like, I don't know. Like, and that's, that's important because I think for the people following, 
they should know like he's got it or he's just not sure and this is conjecture. There's some people that I've never heard say they don't know. Mm-hmm. No, ever. That's right. Nor will they ever say. What are you doing with your They hands? do always know. Tyron has a question for you. Speaking of GMs and coaches and draft picks and everything like that. Yeah, Ian, uh, Bean and McDermott, they got an extension today. Is that why Stephon Diggs walked out of the building? He was meeting with Bean and McDermott, and they, he said, I'm not. I'm not practicing until you guys get an extension. I'm fucking out. He was holding out for them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's very nice. That's a complete. Yeah. Isn't it? That's That's a player right there. Yep. I like it. Trying to make sure they get paid. Um, Interestingly enough, talking about things you don't know, um, these were actually done a couple months ago. Um, But they kind of were, you know, GM and coach extensions are always kind of odd because, I mean, obviously those two are not going anywhere, but like, you know, you can have a coach under contract, get an extension, then fired the next year. I mean, it happened to Cliff Kingsbury this past year. Like he's so- now he's hanging out at Jay Glazer's house watching Brett Michaels sing Every Rose has its own. And he's still getting paid off his extension. Cliff Kingsbury has yeah. figured out. Yeah. So well, you're, the example you just said there, perfect. So we get to bring up Cliff Kingsbury, killing it. Yeah. Hey, keep it going, Cliff. And rest in peace to Jay's fine. Yeah. For this, I'd hope to get to a date. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it happen, which is frustrating. Brad Michael stores all year round. You'll be able to find yeah, him. Yeah, he's, he's AJ. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, AJ's been on stage. He's actually uh, he played bass for Brett Michaels yeah. one time out there. He helps him fix his skull. I can't tell if it's serious. Or oh, not. thousand percent serious. Yep. What are you talking about? We got the photo. It's our show. Yeah. God damn, I'm so jealous. Well, you maybe one of these. Um, Dude, you anyway. can maybe get on the Rock of Love bus too. Oh, oh man, that's oh. a tall task. Could you imagine you get on there? Boom. Boom. AJ was on there. Talk about Lived on there for a year. That's amazing. It's a snake on my shirt, I think. Goddamn right. It is right at Brett Michaels. That hair backwards is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great show. Anyways, Cliff Kingsbury and Kime both gone after extensions. You're saying Bean McDermott. What? Go ahead. Right. So, but anyway, but these were done a couple months ago. They are now, they weren't in sync before. One was done contractually before the other. Um, so now they are on the same page, both up the same year, which is, I think, 2027. Yep. You also have the other thing going on in Buffalo, which is the stadium. And, like, I don't think it's any doubt that both those guys are going to be there for the long term. Like, Buffalo is a very well-coached, well-run organization. Um, but you do have the stadium, which the city and the people and the NFL and the team are all committing to. So basically everything now is locked in long term. Coach, GM, quarterback. A lot of really good players and stadium. Like that's that's a pretty good organization to be part of. Yeah, I think so as well. I I, I love the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. I love everything they're about. Their fans, the new stadium, the culture they have. What? Hopefully, they're able to get one. The AFC is stacked. We talked to Dan Rolovsky in the first hour, and we went through it. There's like zero bad teams in the AFC right now. Projected like zero bad. You you could say the Raiders. I get, you can say the Raiders, but they got the best wide receiver in football on their team. Yeah, and they one of the got best pass, ru- pass rushers too in yep. football yeah. on their team. Best running back he led the league in rushing last year. If he's back, Josh Jacobs, depending upon mm-hmm. how that whole thing goes. So, like, you could say, well, they don't have their quarterback situation figured out, but it seems like Jimmy G thinks they're going to have it figured out if he pushes contract the way it is. So, like, Raiders, LeBron's, I guess, are a question mark because who knows what Deshaun's going to be after two years out of football and coming back. They still have Chubb though. Yeah. So, yep. They're going to be good. It's like the AFC is stacked. The Buffalo Bills fans have been through it, and then they get a team, like really, really, really good team, and it's like, yep, the entire AFC, though, 
Stacked. Just the entire AFC is stacked. It's tough timing, but the Buffalo Beals fans are in it for the long haul. Speaking about being in it for the long haul, um, we actually found a photo of you and AJ at kids camp back in the day. Yes. You getting blobbed uh, off by oh, the center yep. pro elk. That's crazy. That is. Uh, that looks like so much fun. AJ, look at you just so focused on blobbing him off. Yeah. Yeah. Rap sheet's so calm, like I've been blobbed a million times. This is no different. Are we going to start the blobbing yet? That's what Dan's saying. You know what I mean? When's the blob off start? That's awesome. You know what's going to happen. As soon as I get blobbed, the arms and legs are going to go waving like I'm just lost in there. Yeah. That's yeah. Exactly. Friend. Especially with how AJ's known to blob people off. Bingo. Ooh, bingo. Yeah, he's a big blobber. Yep. yep. He knows. And look, at, look at the center of gravity coming down there oh, from AJ. Perfect. perfect we need form. three or four of us. Now, we need three or four of us to jump and blob blob Ian right here. Oh, oh okay. A blob Aki. All right. Maybe. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm not going to say anything. I'm not. Blob, I'm how would you spell that? B L O. This show needs to stop. UK. This show needs to stop. It's getting, <laughs> it's getting to a, a point. Boy, a boy cocky, yeah. yeah. No, blah bocky. <laughs> blah bocky no, would bocky. be the correct one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do this. Fool. Let's do it. Just brainstorm here, guys. <laughs> All right, anyways, I'm happy we found those photos. Uh, I'm happy you joined us. <laughs> we're, God. we're bummed that Max and Jude aren't going to be around for the next seven years, but they'll come back better. Yeah, <laughs> they will. Yeah, they'll come back all old and shaving probably and hair's a mess. So you and your wife right now just have the house to yourself for seven weeks. Yeah, we just had lunch together. We were just like, do you want to just like sit and have lunch? And then we just sat and we just, you just sit and you eat. And then like you kind of chit chat in between. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, that's how it works. That sound kind of- you have no idea, Connor. No, I don't. You have no idea. <laughs> yeah. You have no idea. Never will. What a play. Good move by you guys. And also, um, I wrote down here early in this conversation. Turns out, you know, how you were trying to, when you point a finger, you got three pointing back. Do you recall? Mm-hmm. Remember, you're like, yep. I'm in my house. It must be a you guys' thing. You remember you said that? Yeah. Turns, yeah, yeah turns out it was your computer. Yeah. Oh, what do you know? Hmm. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. Real MVP, the phone. Sure. I thought Always. Rushed, rushed hell, it. Hell yeah. So did you, pal. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your time with your wife. Yeah, it's going to be weird, but thank you. Um, Maybe smoke some meat over the weekend? Oh, there yeah. we go. Believe me, we got, sure. got some steaks. We got. We got some. We're gonna play golf later. Nine holes together. Wow. Lot- Good for you guys. Yeah, All right. Enjoy your day, dates, ladies and gentlemen. Ian Rapport. Yeah, Rapsi. We'll take some phone calls on the five hundred phone line at some point. One eight three three four three two three six six three. One eight three three four. Dado. Remember, if you get online uh, on on one of the the phone lines here, let's pay attention. Yes. Let's not be in the middle of starting any parades or in the middle of a uh, therapy yeah. session. Right. Yeah. Anything like Only that. Be on one call. What's that, AJ? We've had a few close calls. Yeah. So wait, they they put their their phones on hold because they're on hold. Okay, but they keep it on speaker. They don't mute it for some reason. And then they're just chatting with their wife or whoever's with Mm -hmm. them. Or, I mean, wife, therapist, side piece. Concubine, yes, anything. Yesterday's guy seemed like he was dressed in full regalia. I mean, side piece. (laughs) That is what it seems. That guy yesterday, (laughs) hey, let's be a better person. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. We'll do it next, Juneteenth. (laughs) Let's be a better person. Oh, my God. That was crazy. Oh, my God. That was tough. Did you Pac-Man go, what the fuck this yeah, guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember Pac-Man say a lot. Uh, yeah, 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 certainly. Let's get to uh, – oh, yeah. Hey, Coach Prime, I hope you're all right. Yep. Yeah, peace and peace. Yes.
Hope Coach Prime is okay. okay. Let's start bouncing and bopping through all the new subjects that we have not chatted about. The NFLPA expects to have a new executive director Ooh. June 29th. Wow. I would assume this would have been normally been a pretty big thing with a vote in like an entire campaign situation that has happened in the past. But allegedly June 29th, Demory Smith will be dropping out of the position that he's held since 2009, I do believe. Uh, and there will be a new heavy favorite currently that will be taking his position. I personally am pretty pumped to hear this news. Now, obviously, Demory Smith has been with the NFLPA for a long time. I have no idea who the person is. I would like to hear what the players' thoughts are and if they got to vote for the new person or if they heard about the new person or if this is just them being like, I'll step down since it's in the middle of one of my terms. We don't actually need a new vote. We'll put you in there as interim and then we can potentially kind of continue to do this. I don't know the exacts of it. This came out of nowhere, but hopefully somebody that's good is getting that job and hopefully the NFLPA, its former players and the NFL have a best relationship they've ever had going forward. AJ. Yeah, okay, but did so did we know DeMorris was stepping down? No, I did not. So that's that's the news, right? Isn't that the big like he still has a contract and he's leaving before the contract is over, correct? I believe, yeah, because he just got voted back in. Remember, we had that full. Yeah, so it's weird. Why is he leaving? What happened? I don't know. I have no idea. That's a great question. Maybe he's just sick of it. Oh, I'm tired. Maybe he's made too much money. He said yeah. it's hard yeah. to hide all this money. Don't I wonder who the who are the candidates even. I don't we know. know. I don't think we've ever before when they voted. We knew all the candidates and like players do somehow have a vote a little bit. Yeah. See, now it feels like this is a interim. We'll pick this person. We'll go in here appointing. And then if you finish out the term in a good way, it'll be easy for us just to keep you in there against anybody else that goes in there. And that's just me who is a pessimist about the NFLPA. You know, I think mostly every ex-player that has ever played in the NFL feels that way about the NFLPA. It's because the NFLPA has to make a lot of decisions. You know, I understand that there's tough decisions to be made. A lot of them, I feel like, have been made in a very dumb business decision avenue. Sure. But... I don't know anything. I've never been really into any of those meetings. But I will be fascinated to see who goes in there. Is Anthony Gonzalez going to make a run at this thing? Ooh, Gonzo. Could they move? I have uh, not heard his name floating around, but he'd be a good one. I think he does the politics stuff. Yeah. He gets it. I don't think he wants – I think he wants to get out of the politics stuff. Well, there was a time when they were going to force his ass out of there. Mm -hmm. And then he hit that in the park home run. Yeah. And he said, I guess we'll let you stay until the end of your term. Mm -hmm. That was unbelievable. My God. J.C. Treader, maybe? Because he retired now officially and he was the president. So he, he's player representative. Yeah, J.C. Treader could potentially run for it. Hopefully yeah. he gets that thing. I don't know. Any of it, I just hope they make better decisions. Mm-hmm. That's just right, AJ? Pro player. I mean, what if it's Pac-Man? What if Pac is the guy oh. who just hasn't said anything? All right. I'll be excited to hear how it works out. I'm yeah. in. I'm, hey, me too. Yeah, I vote is, for Pac. Whoever it is, though. Okay, let's stop fucking Uh-oh. dicking around and let's make psilocybin legal. Okay? Good call. <laughs> Let's talk about psilocybin in the psychedelics conference in Denver, where the keynote speaker was a guy that hosts a show on this particular program every single Tuesday. This man's best friend, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers, was a speaker at a very large and impactful conference in Denver about the advancements of different forms of medicine in what psychedelics and psilocybin and ayahuasca and DMT and all these things have the capability of doing for people mentally. He told his story. He told other examples. He's like almost campaigning right now for a big change. And I think in 2023, it's being listened to by a lot more people than maybe it would have been just five, 10 years ago. I always say 
that whatever people want to do to make themselves feel the best that they could possibly feel, why don't we just fucking let them do it? Like, you know, mm -hmm. if it's not self-detriment or self-harm, like, who cares? Why are we cutting any of that back? But then you start diving into the psychedelics people that hate this type of thing, and you're like, well, one wrong trip, you go down the wrong path, you get addicted, you become this, boom, 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 boom. So there's obviously going to be a happy medium where the agreement is going to come, but the more people we have, like Aaron, multiple-time MVP, top of the NFL still currently, quarterback for the New York Jets in the biggest market in the world, Bob Parsons of PXG. Mm -hmm. He came on our show, Radio Row, and he said, I left Vietnam like 40 years ago or whatever. I didn't come home until I did the ayahuasca. That's when mm -hmm. I felt like I finally came out of war, came out of my PTSD, and kind of like became a human again. And he couldn't have advocated for it louder on wow. our show. I mean, he was a big deal. So I think we're at a stage now where enough successful people who are taken seriously and have done things are kind of taking a stand for it. And if it does pass, more laws or more lenience, more money spent on development, easier to get. The amount of military folks this will fucking help yep. with PTSD, that is a massive problem in the United States of America with all the wars we've been in over the last, what, 20 years? Yeah, 20. 20, 30 years. 30. Every, basically, everybody that was signing up for the military was definitely going to a war at some point. And then PTSD ran rampant. And then people started doing push-ups. 20, how many people were killing themselves a day military? Oh, 22? Yeah, yeah it, was something, it was something like that. I don't know if it was exactly 22. However many it was because PTSD, it's like, if this is proven to help people and be the best possible person they could possibly be, why don't we start it? And it feels like this is a good time to get in there. And Aaron, really? Hey, he made some headlines talking over there, AJ. I know he made some headlines over there. Yeah, he's pushing for it. I mean, it, it, it makes sense. It's not like ayahuasca and all these psychedelics. and It's not a drug that a plant medicine that people abuse. Like, it's not something where all of a sudden, hey, this guy's doing it every single day. I, from everyone you talk to that's done stuff like that, it's absolutely not that. And, yeah, they're already doing a lot of great studies with, with military vets and people like that, and it's helping them. So I, I would imagine it's just a, it's just a matter of time before – this is much more mainstream, even though it's pretty mainstream right now. Even That's what I'm saying. I think the reaction to it, and there's some pundits that are always going to be like, this hippie quarterback. We've heard about this before in the past. Yeah, you know what it did? Look into the hippie revolution or something like that. Like, there's always going to be people like that. But I think, like, the overall narrative is vastly different now than it was not It's not made. Like, it doesn't seem like people are doing it. Oh, I want to go get messed up. That's not what it's about. Like you're going for a reason. You have what, like you're trying to yeah. figure some stuff out. Or a lot of the other ones help with addiction too. I know a lot of people have gone and done the the serious aboga one, ibogaine, and that's what helps people get off. They're addicted to pills, addicted yeah. to heroin, whatever it may be. They go out there, and some of them don't touch it again after doing that. People are seeking something with these ones yeah. as opposed to passing time with other things. Bingo. It's like they're seeking some sort yeah. of clarity or help. I hope it becomes more of a conversation, and I hope inevitably it leads to something where it can help people because we're so quick to give somebody a pill. Here you go, 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 here you go. Here you go, here you go, here you go, here you go. Yeah, this pill, does it actually fix the problem? No, it just makes you numb to it. Oh, so I'm just kind of hiding it. No, yeah, but if you oh. stay consistent with your pills, you'll be okay. It's like, but then the time you're, you're not... Treating, you're treating the symptoms, not mm -hmm. treating the problem. But then as soon as you're not consistent with your pill, it's like even worse. Like it's almost like carry over, carry over, yeah. carry over, carry over, carry over, carry over. It gets even worse. It's like, why not allow, you know, a much... It's not going to put us in danger. It's not putting everybody else in danger. That's why I don't... Like you can do whatever you want as long as it's not going to kill me and my family and affect us in a negative way. So 
I don't think these psychedelics are doing that. No. He, he said hundreds of guys around the NFL reach out to him about the ayahuasca and other things uh, once he came out publicly and talked about it. And then he said that he's done it with teammates down there. I didn't know that was the case. No, me neither. I didn't know there was teammates down there. I had heard Jake Paul was in one of his mm-hmm. uh, ceremonies, I believe is what I call it down there. But he said that some of his teammates went down there and like the reaction from them and the stories they tell and who they tell, it's like, feels like everybody that goes and does this. Now, if they're choosing to go do this, they are at a situation where they're looking for a change. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you're committing to going to, because I think you puke pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot more people have done it than we know, because I, I will be listening to things or talking to people and someone you would never have assumed. And they're like, oh, yeah, I've actually done it. But a lot of times they're not going to Costa Rica. They're going, there's places in America where you can do it. I oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I know I could do ayahuasca. I don't think technically legal. It's probably not legal, but they're all over the place. And there's some centers that are like controlled uh, uh, yep. ceremonies, but that's what I, Maps is. That where he spoke, Maps is like a it's a group that's been put together for years trying to, I guess, legalize it or educate people on this whole situation. I, I kind of like that it's very hard to get to because, yeah. like, you know, yeah, the yeah. harder the accessibility. Yeah, because people, and not saying that you don't make it that way, but I think when people are going, they're going for like it's a full commitment. Like going here, yeah. I really want to work on something. I would like it to shouldn't change. be just an afternoon. Yeah, it shouldn't be like an afternoon. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm right back into my normal life here seven hours later. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mushrooms played a pretty big role in me, kind of. Tightening up my life and making it—that's pretty the, big now. Don't you think? Yeah, like, you can't mic, go, you can't go ten feet without seeing people, you know, microdosing the little chocolate bars and mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. It was, it was a pretty enlightening. I don't want to, you know, sound like such a douche, but <laughs> it really was. We did. Bill Stewart became our head coach. Rest in peace. And we were tight with Bill Stewart whenever he was just tight ends coach and special teams coordinator. So he'd basically heard us telling all of our mm-hmm. stories. So he knew that our whole team smoked pretty much. So he tightened up on the drug testing and how we went about getting around it and everything like that. So we were trying to seek out alternatives and it was like mushrooms. Is Bill Stewart going to do a spinal tap? Like here's mushrooms. And in West Virginia, you got a lot of farmers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can, you could potentially find it. So, you know, a few of us, more than a few of us were like, all right, I guess this is what we're doing now. I guess we're doing mushrooms. This is our life now. And boy, I loved it. I had a, what's great- it like for real? What's it like? So it, for me, and I've seen people have bad trips. I think where whatever state of mind you're in, it's going to make you like 10x whatever you are. So if you're having negative thoughts about yourself and like negative thoughts about your life and like potentially scare or fear or things like that, and you take mushrooms, I think it's going to amplify that. Like, I think. But it's, does it? Can you through that process though? Do you work through it and come through the other side and feel better afterwards? And maybe if you're with like a a person, a guru that's guiding you through it. Right. And that's like, whenever we were just putting them in peanut butter sandwiches and just eating them, like we were all on it. So like, I have seen humans have bad trips before. Like I have, and I was vastly confused cause we're eating the same stuff and I'm having the time of my life. Yeah. Like I am super happy laughing. It came in waves, you know, you like laugh. And then like for four or five minutes, you're down, then you're back up. I didn't trip and start seeing things, but I was certainly much more jovial. And then there was a stage at the end of it where like you start like thinking about life as like a whole and you get like kind of diving in. And there was one particular journey I took where it ended with us in my college kitchen, basically me and my roommates and my guys. And we just kind of laid out like, conversation about what my life was going to be and that was after i'd missed those two kicks where i was getting a bunch of death threats so like 
you know, we were trying to get, and by we, I'm very thankful for all my boys. We were trying to get me back into a position where I was like a, a happy human again, I think, like was a big part of it. And we we're kind of towards the end of that transition. And my boys that I was with then deserve a massive shout out and they know who they are. Hey, appreciate you boys. But then at the end of that thing, on a mushroom trip, like just kind of like, all right, here's the plan. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. This is going to happen. And this is going to happen. And then potentially this is going to happen. And basically just laid it all out. And it felt like the next day when I woke up, it was like in still. Like, hey, this way, it almost like, it like flipped a switch almost for me for like the next six months when I was like kind of wondering what the fuck I was going to do. And it locked in. So it was a massive thing for me. I would say one particular mushroom trip, but I could see how people have had bad ones too. I've never had that, thank God, but I'm massively thankful for what mushrooms did for me in the time in which I needed it, if that makes sense. Yeah, sounds like it was very beneficial. That's what it's for, for what exactly you laid yeah. out right there. It's what it seems like that's what all this is for and why people are doing it. Yeah, and we'll see, you know, like hopefully more people will get introduced to it. And also if, and not, science isn't always right. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, never. Science has changed. Even though people say science can't change because science is science, we've learned science has changed. Like milk, you know. Sure. Back in the day, everybody drank milk, hammer milk, mm -hmm. hammer milk. Even at 10.30 or 11 o'clock mm -hmm. on a Tuesday or a Still Wednesday do. Yep. as an adult, yeah. just milk, milk, milk. And now it's like, whoa, 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 maybe you don't need milk. It's like people think science is the end-all, be-all. We appreciate smart people. But I hope the science gets behind the mushrooms as well. Then they can start just like they do with weed, you know. Maybe you can start amplifying it and like kind of directing it in a certain way. <laughs> Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, is one of the most powerful men in all of sports media. Mm -hmm. And the reason why he's one of the most powerful men in all of sports media is because he runs one of the biggest sports in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the UFC, I would assume billionaire at this point. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's only going to keep going up, too, because his big fucking brain. Yep. The founder of Fuck It Friday mm -hmm. and that slap festival. Yep. Bang. Ladies and gentlemen, Dana White. Yeah! How are you, dudes? I'm good, boys. How are you? Good morning. Hey, good morning to you, and thank you for joining us. Uh, let's dive right into this. Two billionaires want to fucking kick each other <laughs> in the dick. Yeah, I saw you on TMZ Sports, okay? I saw you talking about how both these guys really want to fight, and you think it's going to take place. How would this go? Do you actually see it taking place? Would it happen at a UFC event? How is this going to work in your mind, and what is the likelihood of it, Dana? I don't know. I mean, they're, they're both in. I have a call with Elon Musk in 10 minutes. Holy oh, That's a hilarious statement. Do you, so do all you super successful whites just know each other? Like you, <laughs> you, Zuck, and Elon just send texts to each other? Or how did you get connected with them? You just saw? Well, the, the, Go ahead. The reality is that, you know, when you look at the people that fighting touches, everybody's into fighting, man. I say this all the time. I don't care what color you are, what country you come from, what language you speak. Fighting's in our DNA. We get it and we like it. We're human beings and everybody's into it. I mean, you see some of these fighters from these other countries when, uh, when they win, I mean, they, they go to whatever the equivalent of their White House is back in their country. I mean, uh, when, when, uh, Habib won his fight, he didn't even make it to the locker room and Putin was on the phone. I mean, it's just fighting. Everybody's in when it comes to fighting. Now. So we've seen Zuckerberg. Uh, we think he took gold in a gi event. Yes. Yep. And silver in a non gi jujitsu event. Now, 
from what we've been told from the Facebook or, or Zuckerberg people is that he didn't actually lose that. No. Kind of bullshit. Still should have got gold in both. Do we know if Elon has any fighting in his past? And when would this be projected to be? I assume both of them would want to train for something like this. Yeah, well, you know, Zuckerberg takes this very serious, man. He's very into the sport. He trains and, and has been training for years. Now he's starting to compete in jiu-jitsu tournaments. And, you know, the, the talks that I've had with Elon, Elon trained in martial arts too. He's done jiu-jitsu. And, uh, you know, he says, listen, I grew up in South Africa. I've been in a lot of fights. It's not like I haven't, haven't fought before. Um, you know, you, you look at these two tech guys and, and, and no, you know, nobody thinks that they can fight, but they want to. It's real. And we'll see how this thing ends up. I'm, you, you know me, I'm working out. Listen, if, if, if I think that this will be the biggest fight in the history of the world. And I think that it'll set a record that will never be broken if it happened. And I, uh, I like putting on fights that people want to see like this. Like originally with the Conor McGregor Mayweather fight, I, uh, you know, I was like, you know, I don't want to do this thing, whatever. It just got to the point where everywhere I went, it's all anybody talked to me about. So we ended up doing it. And this is definitely all anybody's talking about right now is, is Zuckerberg and Musk. Yeah, two of the most influential humans on Earth and maybe in the history of no, Earth ever. battling it out. The world wants to see it good, AJ. Dana, have you thought about how any of it could look, how you might set this up? Obviously, would they be the main event? Who would fight on the undercard? Anything? Have you thought of any of the details yet? Yeah, listen, if you're, if you're going to charge 100 bucks for something, you know, which would probably be the price for this thing, and these guys would raise possibly hundreds of millions of dollars for charity. Um, you know, you want to put on an entertaining card that at least when people stay home on Saturday night and turn the TV off, they're like, Hey, well, we saw some great fights anyway. And, 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 you know, this is one of those fights. This is the type of crossover fight that people who traditionally don't watch fights, women, older women, younger women, you name it, everybody that could care less about a fight. This crosses over to everyone. So you would want to put your big guys in there, right? You would want to have a good show. Yeah, I mean, you, you'd want to you'd want to showcase some guys. You'd want to put put in some guys that you want, uh, you know, people to see. You want to get some eyeballs on some of your guys that are really good and you believe have the potential to do something, and 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 some big stars too, to make the card very attractive. So at this exact moment, you've talked to Zuck already, right? You got a call with Elon here in about five. I've been talking to both of them back and forth. Uh, we have a, we have a call in in five minutes here. <laughs> Hold on, hey, so this might get announced soon. We think this is going to because I assume with these two. Sooner than I don't later. know. I, listen, you know, first of all, if, if they both agree and they both say, you know, let's start here. Elon Musk is six foot two, 220 pounds. Mark Zuckerberg is not. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, there's a huge this thing would be like UFC one for Christ's sakes. Right. Um, so we'd have to figure out some weight stuff. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how the commissions are going to look at no, this thing. Yeah, no you know, drug testing, right? No, no drug testing. No drug testing. Be like, these guys. be like the MLB back in the when they all hit yeah. the home run. Just let them eat all the steroids they can get their hands on. Well, it would be an exhibition. The, the fight wouldn't be sanctioned by a commission. It would be an exhibition. And, you know, there's just still a lot Perfect. of things that you would need to work through to make this fight happen. But what I love and what I respect is both of these guys are down. They both want to do it. You know, they, they, they both want to fight. And, you know, for, 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 People that aren't even fight fans, this is fun. It's fun to talk about. It's fun to think about. And you know me, man. I'm in the middle right now trying to put all the pieces together and see what we can do. All right. Well, we will let you go. Last question for me is, I saw John Jones and Francis Ngannou run into each other at a PFL event. And I believe what DC said is, 
Uh, I know Francis Ngannou isn't scared or whatever whenever he met John Jones. He said, but the way John Jones is looking at Francis Ngannou, John Jones ain't scared of a damn thing. John Jones <laughs> is still the guy. And then I saw the PFL guy tweets out a promoted tweet. So he put money behind it and was like, hey, why don't we do this UFC? I thought that's an interesting move business-wise to do that. But how would that work? They would represent like as an agent of Francis Ngannou and you would have it to... It wouldn't work. Uh, okay. <laughs> it wouldn't work. <laughs> okay. All right. I like Fr- it. Francis was here. John Jones wanted that fight the whole time. We tried to make the fight with Francis. Yeah. All right. Ladies oh, yeah. Hey, good luck on this call with a couple billionaires. Let's get this done, Dana, for the good of the world. Thanks, boys. Have a great day. Congrats on every Every time I talk to you, I'm congratulating you. Just keep going like this. <laughs> Congrats, boys. Like you. Can't wait to win a couple hundred thousand playing blackjack with you. Ladies and gentlemen, Dana White. Yeah, Dana. Dana. You bailed on the last one. What are you doing? Come on. Dude, it was a you got to start talking to your, some of your boys. Everybody's out here winning money. You, 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 you're too big and rich and famous and <laughs> Jets and fucking ESPN. All right. All right. You know, fuck off, and- Dana. Go talk to Elon, please. Ladies and gentlemen, Dana White. Yeah, Dana. Dana. It was supposed to happen. And it was yeah. middle of the week. I mean, that was. It was tough. That would have been tough. Tough thing to swing. We've only been talking about that for like two years, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, it. Going out and gobbling with them. Oh. Feels like this is going to happen. Hey. I, I, I had no idea it had legs like this. Like, it's. It's a real possibility. Hell yeah, dude. You know what's next, too. I mean, as soon as people see this, Balmer and Bezos are going to want to get in that octagon, yes. too. Yeah. Oh, Bezos will fight anybody. You see him. Balmer will. Oh. Balmer's a Balmer nut job. Too. I wouldn't get in the ring what with that guy. 6'8", 340? Yeah. yeah. Toilets! <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah. Just thinking. You had about? Just Out loud here so I don't forget it. Okay. Super Bowl's in Vegas. Just, just do it, then. Oh, oh my God! Super Bowl weekend usually is like the biggest card of the year, too. Mm-hmm. Give them time. Oh, no, to I meant adequately playing, juice up. Too. I meant for playing blackjack with Dana, but yeah. Oh yeah, for sure for that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it is an adequate juicing run where, with all the modern pharmacies and concepts and ideas for how to make you the superhuman, Dana should implore them to utilize their resources and become the best you you could possibly be. Yeah. Coming into this cage, February, whatever, whenever the Super Bowl is, the only issue for the UFC folks would be they're going to have to pay those fighters. Mm-hmm. So if it's yes. a charity, it would just be whatever after they pay the fighters, out, out, everybody yeah. else on the card, and then that will go to charity? Well, well and big fighters. But we were talking about, too, like, or like we've talked about in the past, it'd be, it might be tough to get some of those real marquee guys who are getting pay-per-view points because then it's like... They're not going to do... Yeah. We're not the main event. Exactly. Yeah. Like John Jones, Stipe would be sick, but they want to be the main event. So, but I'm thinking like Sugar Sean, yep. you put him on yeah. there. Patty. Yeah. Like the people you're trying to make stars almost, like you put them on. Yeah. And maybe that's where the Connor and Chandler fight is. Yeah, and yeah. Sugar it could Sean's be terrible, fighting. though. The fight could be the the headliner. Oh, yeah. If the headliner is Zuck and uh, and Elon, my bad. I got Bezos on my mind, thinking all the people he could fight. That guy's Jack. <laughs> there's a lot of people he could fight, but there's a real possibility the fight is complete garbage. No, absolutely. I don't think it's going to be, but it could be really quick. No, absolutely, it'll be a terrible form of a fight. Mm-hmm. Imagine I'll- them. You see how both those guys? They better get spray tanned. Everything like that. Would, I mean, I would I would need to as well. But man, it's just Zuck, awesome. Zuck's not going to get spray tanned. Elon no. might. Zuck's going to go the complete opposite. Yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, we've had the wrong. <laughs> Who did the tail of the tail tape? Of the tape this entire time? Oh, yeah. oh shit! That's the biggest. That's the toughest thing. If Elon truly is six two two twenty, like Zuck, they're going to have to have some. Is there going to be a weight class? I don't know. It's like UFC 1 he was talking about. That was back when uh, Gracie. There was no, just, there was no weight class. That was when Ho- yeah, yeah, Gracie, Hoist Gracie just choked, choked everybody out. Like a 400-pound guy. That's the thing, though, is like, you know, was anyone ever concerned about Bruce Lee's size? No. No. 
So why are we concerned about Zuck's size? We've seen that guy hit the mitts. We've seen him shoot for the single leg. I mean, I don't think it's really that big of an issue. You're back at the wrong horse. Yeah, I mean, Bruce Lee was an actor, so that works. Yeah, we got actor. Oh, he's an really? actual. What is he's a martial artist? Yes, he's a martial artist. He didn't take any professional fights, but yes, could have. Well, if saying, it was modern day, yeah, he would have. You said he yeah, could Bruce win. Lee's a man. He's he, awesome. He I beat agree. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's ass, dude. Uh, you're right. I, about I stand corrected. You're right. Yeah, size matters. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't think so. They could let Zuck wear those massive elevator shoes, and he's just the first fighter ever that to wear uh, shoes. De Niro was wearing. Yeah, yep. and the Irishman mm-hmm. <laughs> might slow him down in there, but also might help him. He's yeah. better on the ground anyway. Like kicks with those things on. If he wears those things, he's basically just kind of chicken fighting in the pool. You yeah, know? it's like yeah. he's on somebody else's shoulders. Bing. Yep, kind of hard to move the lower body, but he could. Yeah. I, oh yeah, I guess they could just maybe they do a slap thing. Oh, that'd be. That's what that they would should be do. Pretty oh, sweet. Yes. Yeah. There it is. I don't think Zuck would be into that. Yeah, because he wants to. He's so technical. Catch that arm. Yeah, he wants exactly. to get his hands on it. Yeah. yeah. Have we seen Zuck do any like striking, hitting the mitts or anything? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Came out yeah. the other day. Boy, his oh, fucking no. combos he threw were unbelievable. Yeah, it's coding. He's like Z Y X W V X. One of the more explosive right hooks I've ever seen. Yeah. It's kind of fun. The movie uh, Creed is based on. His training? Yes. I thought that was a social network. No. That also is based on his business, but his training itself. Oh. Let's go to Griffin in Baltimore on the 500 phone line. What's going on, Griffin? How are we doing? Keep it moving. Hell yeah. And also, hey, Paisan, how's the family? Pretty good. It's good, man. Everything's good. How about really you? Really good. Really good. You're not Italian. Perfect. Perfect. More than you. Right, so going back to um, Zuck versus Musk. Are we thinking that uh, the winner is going to fight not not Bezos like AJ said, but Chris Angel? I think that's the real <laughs> next step here. That's true. That's a very great good call, point. Griffin. They could have him come down from the rafters. Yeah, and next, you know, and Zuck's just like bring them all, mm-hmm. and then he get right back in there, and then he got to pay another hundred bucks to watch that, and now we're raising Whoa. double the amount of money for some charity. And Chris Angel, here's Zuck hitting him. Oh my god! Boom! Oh Run my! That back! Boom! Boom. Oh. Faint, he's throwing faint punch. Oh my god, he just killed this guy. Look at those blocks, unbelievable. Blocking, oh gosh, what elbow, broken hand, elbow, oh. dialed, dialed. Oh, in. oh, that's a quick. Okay. I wonder he's mine. He's got oh, UFC. Oh. He's got UFC shorts on already. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. South, yeah, Southpaw, man, it's gonna be tough for Elon. Man, he's only minus one, 140, 160 right now. Yeah, him. that might get to minus five hundred if these videos keep hitting the internet. Elon's yeah. from the <laughs> southern hemisphere. AJ, the Southpaw, that that's. Normal paw up here. Oh, yeah, because the toilets is, yeah. flush the opposite exactly. way. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense, tying it all together. Let's go to uh, Dave in Philly. What's going on, Dave? Hey, don't forget to bury the bodies before you lay the carpet. Guys, how we do it? Keep- Jesus, uh, can get out of it. Real fine. Good move. Good move. Real fine. Well done. Good. Hey, good call. Yeah, that was good. good call. We appreciate that. Let's go to Jim in Indianapolis. What's going on, Jim? <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna change it up. Let's keep it grooving. Okay, keep Groovy it Friday in the Thunderdome. Right. What's going on? Hey, congratulations on your baby. I'm going through it right now with a grandbaby. Hell yeah! And, Thank uh, you, Connor. Oh, Connor, geez. I will. We'll, we'll have a little match. Me and you play nine holes. That's all. If you lose, I gotta shave your goddamn hair off. Nope. Yeah, nope. We'll never do that. We'll never no, Jim. Oh, you should do that with everyone who listens. Never. Listen, first of all, I don't want you to be in any situation ever where you might lose that thing. Hey, I'm not cutting my hair, damn it. Good. We just got it. We can't yeah. lose it, Jim. Exactly. Hey, you sound like a mean grandpa. Yeah. I was messed up. 
That was rude, Jim. Jim wanted to kill the mullet already, AJ. Did you see that? I did hear that, yes. I mean, he knew that wasn't going to happen. Never. Right? AJ, how long do you think this mullet lasts on Connor's head? Honestly, I think it could last a while because I feel like how pumped Con Man is about yeah. it. Because it is true. Like, those curls that you have, Con, people pay for that. Like, that's the fact that you have those naturally, that's, you know, that's a real treasure. Yeah, it helps out a lot. And also, I think what we're not, you know, kind of taken in is that the 22 months before this was just to get to this so at, the volume at, at least too. 22 months then you add up on you know a few, a few more returns years. return on profit 100%. yeah exactly Great. have to get a good roi on this dude you might win yeah. that mall you might win it you might be a state fair champion mall yeah. i could i i gotta continue to do the uh because i have long hair on top and the thought was like to push the top up but i never got there you know what i mean i, I think could, it was could, too long it was too long yeah so yeah, i gotta you, find the right i think you're at it right length. now pal yeah now jc is a lot of pressure on those scissors yeah. definitely you know what I mean? It's got to stay consistent. Hair grows very fast as well. So how many times do you cut it to keep it at this length? Every other week? Maintain. Every three weeks? Are you thinking about doing a different fade? I've thought about adding th something in here, maybe. But also, that that's tough. I could do the weeks till football. Why don't you do Wemby like Marty did? Marty's the best. Yes. That would be sweet. Marty, <laughs> Marty cut a promo last night in San Antonio. <laughs> In shorts, cowboy boots, a belt buckle, and a cowboy hat, and a San Antonio Spurs jersey. Yep. And he had the crowd in the palm of his hand. Yes, yeah. He did. For two minutes, Marty Smith went bananas. And he also had Wemby cut into his fade <laughs> down there in San Antonio by one of the barbers, Mr. Joe Barber, who's known for that around the city. Marty Smith was one of the winners of the draft last night, and we like to send a big thank you to him for existing. Yeah. What a night for Marty. I don't know if you saw it, AJ. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Marty's awesome. Like I, yeah, Watching that reminded me of when I, I saw Marty on the NASCAR track do like a, a minute-and-a-half intro that was off the charts that I told him about the first time I met him in person. Marty and McGee. What a tag team! Seriously, one of the one of the ghosts. Changing the game. Didn't he have a wedding? What's that? Marty wasn't he officiating a wedding with was that it? haircut? Probably. Down in San Antonio. I thought I thought that's what one of his. Oh, I might have missed it. I might have missed it. Not a bad person to officiate a wedding. Yeah, sister-in-law. I forget what it was. Oh yeah, yeah. His sister. He'd be perfect. His sister-in-law's wedding is coming up this weekend that he is officiating, <laughs> and he said he had that haircut. And you know, he just sent out a. Anybody that's ever been through a wedding before, you know exactly what I just signed up for. <laughs> and that is a lot of conversation about what is on my head yeah. and what will be in photos forever mm -hmm. is what everybody's talking about. But shout out to Marty having a great draft night. Michael Lombardi will be joining us in about 15 minutes. I don't know if you saw Marty's promo, but he was not appreciative of any of the NBA draft coverage last night. No, he wasn't. Didn't love it. Last week he came on and broke news just out of his mouth. He did. Leslie Frazier running out of town. I, I said that yesterday, Thursday, Saturday, Monday. Mm -hmm. Every yep. day. And just bam. And then just. So I'm excited. This might become a new Friday ritual. <laughs> like, hey, Lombo, what all did you figure out this week that you just let spill on your podcast, your live show, what? your newsletter, what? your anything that you have going on that just maybe slipped through the cracks? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, a kind of a good weekly wrap up. It's not bad. It is. Because he seems to know everything about everybody yeah. almost. He knows that. I mean, he's been he's been involved with everybody forever, and he's been in different positions. So he kind of has an idea of everyone's role, and he's and he spoke to people in, in all these different roles. Yeah, he he knows a lot. Yeah, he talked about the Jimmy G uh, contract recently because he was like, I've written so many contracts. This Jimmy G thing, there has to be something in there about the injury. Let's go to Antonio in New Mexico on the five hundred phone line. What's going on, Antonio? 
Pat, boys, how you doing? Keep it moving. Quick right. shout out to my boy Vito, fellow Bears fan. Uh, right Dan, I just wanted to say really important, really quickly, how uh, how important, how much of a good influence you guys been in my life. I know when I'm feeling down, I get to turn on the time action show to get a quick laugh. Uh, Ty Schmidt, I'm probably one of the only few uh, Bear fans out there that believes Aaron Rodgers is, is a top five, maybe a top three quarterback of all time. So you're welcome. Thank you for yeah. having a brain. Appreciate we appreciate it, yeah. that. Yeah. We do appreciate that. that. Not a lot of Bears fans have brains, I guess. That's what you're saying in New Mexico. What do you want to talk about, though, brother? We appreciate the kind words. Thank you for watching. Well, no disrespect to all my fellow Bears fans, but I always said that uh, if Aaron Rodgers was going to ever leave without, uh, you know, getting a win from us, uh, you know, we kind of never beat that fucking guy, so... Yeah, all right. It's a little bit yeah. of anger in there. It's yeah. like... But Bears fans know football. They do. St. Aaron, top five, top ten, top three guy of all yeah, time. that's right. You think Aaron's mad that Antonio from New Mexico just said that? Is that a chip? Is that what he needed? Everything's going too good over there in New York. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to games. He's going to plays. Conferences. He's conference. He's talking about psilocybin and conference looking so cool. Remember, last year was the crypto and the leather jacket. That's right. Yep. This year, psilocybin looked a little different in Denver. Do you think he need to hear that from Antonio? That Yeah, you're top ten player all time. Top ten quarterback all time. Yeah. Maybe we'll break the parade curse they have. AJ. Doubt it. That is a problem. He's, he's not in Green Bay anymore. No, yeah, but we're saying, like, let's pivot away from Aaron using that as a chip. He did. He heard that from Antonio, New Mexico, and somehow the Bears are still going to help Aaron Rodgers win next year. So congrats to Antonio and to the Bears. Whenever you think about that curse that Green Bay has about the no parade, that's maybe – Never gonna flip like uh, shocking. Think of the football gods. Yeah, that's think about all the years here that have happened since then, where it's like the Packers are gonna go, the Packers are gonna go, the Packers are gonna go, and then all of a sudden in the NFC championship, it's like 180 yards rushing before contact. Mm-hmm. Game over. Jimmy G attempted six passes. You guys lose, get blown out. Let's get let's let them get here and then fucking embarrass it. That's yeah. what it feels like, right? Doesn't it? Like the football gods have have they not punished you guys enough, you think? I mean, not worried at all. Like I've mentioned a couple times since we started talking about this, free parking is I mean, what else do you want? You know? A parade. No, you can't. It's too cold. AJ mentioned it. you just can't do it. You can't do it. Listen, I get it's cold in Pittsburgh. Okay. We're talking about the frozen tundra here. You know a good way to break a parade curse? You bring in a, a fresh faced young kid who's got a deep ass voice. Who's That's that? Jordan Love. <laughs> That's exactly what they did. His voice will bellow up to the football gods and break whatever imaginary curse we're talking about. Hell yeah. Ooh, not imaginary. AJ, you kind of brought this curse to the public. I want to yeah. let you know that. Way to go. I never said anything about a curse. You're the, you're the guys that said it's a curse. I would imagine if they win a Super Bowl, they will have a parade now. I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. They should. We're hoping yeah. they will. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they'll give the team rings, too. Let's like, go to we talk. Did all you guys get holders. rings? Did you get rings? Oh, yeah. We got, we got nice rings, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Shout out. <laughs> Tiffany, I think, made them. But... Let's get a ro- Ooh. Ooh. Whoa. That hurts so bad every time it happens. Yeah, I feel like it's the worst in your ears, too. Because over here, I'm not not as bad. Mm. It, it does, uh, I think, a full pop, pop, pop. because we're hardwired. Oh. Don't do it. Why would I do it? No, no point. Don't Why test would I even? <laughs> Don't test it. Why was I even thinking about doing that? Let's go to Levi in Georgia. What's going on, Levi? How you doing? Keep it moving. All right, sweet. I got a question. Is Pac-Man in the building today? He is not, but I'm sure we can either relay or answer for you. Okay. I watch the show every now and then. It bugs the shit out of me. I just want to ask. 
Does he put in a whole fucking can of dip in his lip at one time? Yes. Levi, we appreciate you watching every once in a while. Uh, yeah, he does. He does. It's pretty It's pretty phenomenal. And with pretty the, impressive. Yeah. The Zen thing taking over the world, it's like, you know, you could just put like 15 of these sure. Zen pouches in if you want and we'll be there. I feel like he feels like he has to do it. Like, he's a part of the whole process, not just what's coming from it. Oh, yeah. He said he's never going to quit. He's like, I know it's bad for me. I know I should, but I'm just, this is one thing I will not give up. That's West Virginia. He really does go from like middle of mouth to like, the one like wisdom tooth, back of the tooth. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it goes whole thing there. It's Half horseshoe. Pretty a lot, impressive. A lot of people say like, oh, you know, a guy's packing a baseball. He legitimately has a pool ball in his mouth. Like that's about the size of the dip that he packs. We should every make day. him switch to red man and get a spittoon up on the on the stage. Oh, yes. We should make him try and put two full cans in his mouth. I don't think it would make him do that. He'd be like, yeah, let's go. Feel good Friday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is alarming. I've been trying to talk him out of it with like let everybody know. Mm-hmm. Trying to talk him out of it. Shout out to Levi, too, being very honest. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Fucking bugs the shit out of me. Hey, I don't really watch that much, but I've seen a couple videos. I fucking figured I'd call in, sit on hold for 45 minutes. I just need to know. Yep. Does this guy put a whole thing in his... Yeah. yeah. Hey, yes, he does. Fucking yes, he... thought so. See you guys later. All right, see you. Fuck, I ain't watching, but see you. Adam in Kansas City on the 500 phone line. What's going on, Adam? Thanks, Colin. Keep moving, boys. I just uh, saw Connor's wonderful mullet yesterday, and uh, I've been growing my hair out for about a year. Decided to make a hair hair appointment and uh, came home to show the wife, and she threatened to kick me out and cut it off while I'm sleeping. So I was just wondering if there's any advice for the mullet haters out there. Yeah, fucking divorce her ass. That is on the table. I've already got some offers from my buddies to move in. Adam, baby, Adam, all right, sounds good. What's that all about? She doesn't like his dreams? Some people just don't get it, you know, and they never will. And it sounds like that guy's wife is one of the haters. And, you know, you you have options. Sure, you can go back to the barber and get a regular haircut, or you can pack up all your shit, get the fuck out of there, go live with your buddies and live the dream. And have a great mullet. Boom. That's only going to grow and grow and grow. Exactly. What, what more could you ask for from this life? And there's going to be nights you're going to be lonely. Sure. You know, and as the entire divorce proceedings are taking place, it's mm-hmm. going to be tasking. Yeah, but when you roll over on that bed, you know it's going to be touching your face? Back of that mullet. And when you go into that courtroom for the divorce, mm-hmm. you know what's going to be there with you? What's that? That mullet. That's right. Your boys will be front row, too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Bro. Supporting. You know, I, I didn't even like Wearing this guy. Wearing tuxedo t-shirts. Mullet. Now, yeah. I do know people that are adults that are told that they can't do things with their hair from, like, their parents. True. Mm-hmm. Very recently. Yes. yes. Excuse but me. also... What's that, AJ? Adults. Uh, so there's... Uh, you know adults whose parents are still controlling their haircuts? Oh, yeah. 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 Sweet. One person. I don't know a lot of people. Only no, just one. Only one person. But you got to, you know, you got to cut that person a break because they're still suckling the teeth of their parents. You know? <laughs> that is true. Yeah, it is. What does he say? Wait, what does Kirk say? What, why, what does he want to have? So Kirk told Jake, like, nah, we're not doing this whenever he was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was I'm going to grow my hair out. That's the first thing he said in here. He was growing his hair out. And he has, oh. I think, pretty curly hair. Like, mm-hmm. And it was just growing straight out. Uh-huh. And if you grow, like that guy grew his hair out for a year. And then he cut into a mullet, and his wife is like, we're not doing this anymore. It's like, there was a lot of times where that guy looked terrible that his wife could have said, you look fucking terrible What are right you now. doing? Because in the process of growing that out, there's a lot of terrible phases. Jake was certainly in one and oh, yeah. staring down being in one six, seven, eight months. You know what I mean? Yep. At least. And his dad's like, I'm not looking at you like this yeah. pretty much. Cut your fucking well, hair. Yeah. And he cut his hair. He did. He, he respects handsome. his dad. I get it. He respects his dad. It's all right. And he's super handsome, too. So, like, this is definitely the right move for Jake. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh,
right move, though. It was the right move. The so. hair was terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Kirk was not the only one that was thinking his hair was terrible. And no. I think Kirk potentially was like, I'm going to speak for the whole world right now. Yep. Yeah. Can't well, do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Not factoring into his dad is the president of Ohio. So you kind of have, you can't say no yeah. in some aspects. Yeah, yeah are you guys co presidents over there? How's that work? No, I think he is the sole president of Ohio. How often do you he meet Bull? For a long time. When you talk to Ryan Day, does he go, Mr. President, we're asking you for, <laughs> does he do that? Boom. Nope. You guys are the only people that say that to me. No has way. Ryan Day addressed you being this champion since this day? Uh, no, we have not spoken about it. So it's a fake award. What? what? No. Why, why are we doing fake awards? Nah. They should be meeting with you, telling you their game plans, yep. their workout plans, what? their strategy for raising more money so they can keep up in the NIL with yep. everybody else. This is bad ball. No wonder Ohio State's falling off. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, is a man who's had every single position in the NFL. He's also had every single position in sports media. Currently holds them still. Yeah. Including yeah. writing things, books, what? newsletters. What? Probably tweets. What? what? TED Talks. TED Talks. He speaks. What? what? He also speaks on a podcast. He what? speaks on a live show. What? And he comes on our show and he breaks news because he is phenomenal. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Paisano. Michael Lombardi. Yeah. Hello, Pat. What's up, guys? Lo- How are we doing today? How are things, huh? Hey, things are good, man. We got a chance to watch that NBA draft light last night. We love that. So good. Stayed with it? Yeah. Stayed hope- with it? The other way, other way. Get yeah. myself straight. There I go. Okay, I'm good. Hey, you look I good. Mean, Hair looks good. Tan looks good. You look fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, we watched Thank the draft you, last man. night. It was fantastic. Have you been watching anything uh, that you've loved? No, I did not watch it. I mean, I, I, I decided to watch. What I did was I watched the beginning of it. I saw it was a disaster. I mean, seriously, if I were going to put together a show that would be the worst show I could and try to portray it as Saturday Night Live, that's the show I would have put on last night. Like, I'm a fan. I love the draft. I want to know about the players. I want to know about the salary cap. I want to know why Dallas moved from 10 to 12. I want to know why the 8 to 9 move happened. I want to know what's going on. And what drives me crazy is – we have these shows about the draft, and there's never anybody within 500-mile radius who's been in a draft room before on these shows. Like, they never do that. Like, I feel bad for the girl that was doing all the interviewings. I, I mean, I, her back has to hurt today. She was trying to stay in balance. We had the Merv Griffin set going on over there, and, and, and she couldn't even sit down. I mean, uh, she needed Newman next to her. I felt bad for her. But, no, I didn't watch it. I, I ended up – I ended up – putting on the documentary that won the Oscar about elephants. And I watched that and I scrolled my phone to see what the hell was going on. Seriously, that's that what I did. Awesome. All right. Well, happy, happy you had a great Thursday night. Yeah. I don't know what this documentary is about elephants. I love elephants. I, I love documentaries. Feels like one I would enjoy. How long? Which love platform? It. It's on Netflix. It's It was 40 minutes is all it was. And it's basically about this Indian compound that, that has become an elephant sanctuary. I sponsor an elephant. My wife got me a gift years ago, because I'm huge into elephant. Part of the Italian tradition is to have elephants with trunks up. That gives you good luck. I've got them all over my office here. You, I got a thousand of them. They're all good luck for you. So, but the trunks have to be up. So I'm in, I love elephants and uh, it was great. And it's how these two people have built this sanctuary in India and how they adopted this one elephant. And you know, elephants are like, they're, 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 they're they want to be great teammates. They're part of a team. And and they want to feel a sense of belonging, and I think that ultimately that's what these this couple does over and in. It was great, forty minutes. It was great, I, and I scrolled my phone. I looked at the picks, you know. But what drives me crazy, Pat, is they won't change the hats. 
Like, I love a lot of – I love the few players of the draft. Like, I want to know, is the guy going to stay on the team or is he going somewhere else? Like, why did they have to make it so complicated? I don't know, Lombo. And I don't have any elephants with their trunks up, but I do got an Italian horn. You see what I there got you here? Go. Huh? That's a good thing. That's a good thing. I think that gives you good luck, you know. But the trunk up elephant is the key. Uh, it is a good luck sign. Yeah. And oh, all that. I'll send you one. I got I one at my one. house. Trust me, I, 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 will, I will send you one. I'm, I'm, I you. have a thousand. Like here, see, you got to have them. They got to look like this, Pat. See, they look like that. Hell Boom. yeah. Yes. I Boom. love elephants. See, I can't as well. get it straight. Hey, elephants, there you go. massive brains. Like, obviously, they got yes. huge heads. Massive brains, great loyalty. Memory. Are they, the memory of an elephant, obviously, something. I, the more I've learned about elephants, they've become my favorite animal. Yeah. Of course, yeah. they are a valuable thing. Yeah. I mean, that is incredible. And to your point about the hats, because the one guy was on the Pacers doing an interview with the Washington Wizards hat on his head. They had already traded his rights, but he's doing the interview through the Wizards cap or something like that, and he was on the Pacers. It made no sense. The, anybody with a fro, though, like, why are we forcing... Yeah, crushing it. The hat on top of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I they all yeah. look like yamakas on top of the hat. Yep. They literally and it was right. Like they say, it's because the, the collect because free agency doesn't start until July one that they can't really make the trades official. But they're having the draft before the free agency, so I can't imagine the collective bargaining agreement wouldn't put a loophole in and say, okay, on draft night these trades are official and we can make them official. Like, I can't imagine that because as a fan, okay, I wake up this morning and I love Jordan Welsh from Arkansas. I think he's going to be a good player. He plays, he defends, he's long. He, he, he doesn't have a great offensive game yet, but he does all the things that, that good teammates do. And so I look and it says he's drafted by Sacramento, but no, he's going to Boston. Like, why do I have to be confused by that? Like, I, I want to know, just can somebody tell me where he got picked? Or why the pick, too? Like, this salary cap on the NBA is going to change dramatically in two years. I want to know about it. You know, I'm a fan. I want to understand these moves. Because when you're talking about player development, you're talking about building a team, the, the NBA is like a rock and roll band. You've got to have certain pieces that fit together. And I want to know why those pieces are being picked. Yeah, I agree. And to your, that's the player you like out of Arkansas. I'm like Fat Joe. I like Dick. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. the, uh, Brady from Kansas. He, Kansas he's guy. up in yeah. Toronto now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, Matt, Matt, I mean, you know he's got to be tough with that name. You know that now. <laughs> you know he's got to have some toughness to him. He's Ab- not thin-skinned, I can tell you that. Absolutely. And Drake, the the amount of wordplay that Drake is about to have <laughs> oh, yeah. with Grady Dick being a Toronto <laughs> Raptor, I cannot wait for it. Let's move to football. And uh, there was yes. another show on ABC that none of us, I think all of us turned on ESPN and then didn't even realize there was something going on on ABC. But to your point, there was no GMs on no. the ABC broadcast. Fat Joe was on there. Fat Joe was on there. That's where we like Dick yeah. on ABC. He said it like 10 times. I love it. I let, he went in there with a, mind, a mindset yep. of letting everybody know he knows ball, and I like Dick. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on to the NFL. Uh, with the situation brewing in New England, and obviously we all know your ties to New England. You have New England Patriot Super Bowl rings. I believe you were invited to the White House with Bill Belichick whenever Bill Belichick was invited. You are very tied in to the Patriots organization. You think they're going to end up with D-Hop on the team? And if they end up with D-Hop, we're about to see a massive year out of Mac Jones, right? This is going to be a bounce back, Mac Jones elite player type year. If D-Hop is there, will that happen, Lombo? Well, I, I think Mac Jones got to play better. You know, his rookie year, he played well, but he still was 2.5 interception percentage on 
on on that season. Last year, he was exactly at 2.5 again. He's got to protect the football. He can't make costly mistakes. He's got to do the things that, that the offense – and take profits, right? We talk about this all the time in the NFL. Take the profits. Take the check down. Uh, as for Hopkins, my sense of it is if Hopkins will do a deal that kind of fits within their salary structure, right? So they've got, they paid Smith Schuster. He hasn't been healthy. They've got Devontae Parker, who's over 30. His contract's up after the year. The Patriots have a ton of cap room. So if they sign D Hopkins, I think it would be about getting the right deal for this year, taking a look at him. Now, we know he doesn't practice all the time. You know, we know that his work habits in the past haven't been to the same level of the Patriots, but we also know that the head coach respects the hell out of his game. So I, I just get the sense that this will end up – he won't take less money, which will kind of kill this. But I, I do think that, you know, obviously there's interest on both parts. I, I actually believe Dalvin Cook would be a better fit than Hopkins for them. Stevenson's a great player. There's no question. But without Stevenson, if he goes down, it's Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris. They need another back back there. And I think Cook is one of those really good change of pace, catch a screen, go a long way. I think he'll make a huge difference for the uh, the Patriots offense with Stevenson. Lomba, what about the Miami Dolphins? What do you think their season looks like? I think there's a lot up in the air. They obviously have a ton of talent. It depends on Tua being healthy and being available. How do you think their season goes? And also, could Dalvin Cook be a good fit down there? Well, you know, I think he could be, but and one of the reasons why McDaniel got the job down there is because he was a run game guru. That's what everybody was told. They were 31st in the National Football League in rushing attempts last year. And if you want to keep your quarterback healthy, I think you're going to have to have a little bit more of a balance than that. Now, their offensive line isn't great, but I think the Vic Fangio hire is critical. Look, they got Vic Fangio, and Vic Fangio was waiting. He was waiting for the Philadelphia job to open up. And he was told that it wasn't going to open, that Gannon wasn't going to get that job in Arizona. He took the Miami job, right? And so then two days later, after Vic had signed a contract with Miami, all of a sudden Gannon takes the Arizona job. And Philly, who wanted Vic first, and Vic wanted Philly first, all of a sudden he's in a different place. But I think Vic in Miami will be critical. But Vic is going to want to make some kind of symmetry between the, the team, the working together, you know, he's not going to want to just throw it up there and see what we do, you know, and take shots down the field. You've got to protect your quarterback a better way. And I think it behooves Mike McDaniel to run the ball a little bit more to set that off. Would Cook help them tremendously? Do they have the cap room? Look, they're all in and they've tried to do that, but they got to pay. They're going to have to pay to if he stays healthy. So I, I think they're going to have to try to see if they get him on a bargain deal. You just mentioned Dalvin Cook there to Miami, and then in your previous answer, you said Dalvin Cook to the Patriots would be something. Is there any interest from either side there, or is that just something you're kind of projecting into the world? I, I You know, I, I look at it from the lens of a, of a GM. Like Washington, to me, should be all over Dalvin Cook because they need a running back that can be electric, right? Robinson averaged 3.9 a carry. Gibson averaged 3.9 a carry. They don't have a playmaker. When they had J.D. McKissick, they were very good offensively, and then he got hurt. You know, remember, he was the kid that signed with Buffalo, and then Washington lured him back. Now, Washington's going through an ownership change, so maybe that's limiting how much funds they can spend. We'll know about that come July 20th. So, But I'm projecting that based on what I think would be the fits that would make the team better, right? If Washington had 
Dalvin Cook, to go along with Sam Howell, rookie, in Eric Bieniemy's West Coast offense, I think that would really take a lot of pressure off the young quarterback. Speaking of quarterbacks, go ahead, Ty. Yeah, Lombo, last year you very eloquently put that uh, Russ Wilson, you know, was uh, they wanted to let him cook, but he was basically just a short order cook at the Hackensack yeah. Diner, looked like shit all year <laughs> long. With them getting Sean Payton, do you think that he's really going to unlock Russell Wilson? And do you think that the Broncos are going to look much, much better this year? Yeah, I do. I think they will be a better. They'll be a harder. Look, they played a lot of close games. They mismanaged a lot of games last year, and and they had opportunities. I, he'll make Russell better because what he's not going to do is something that Russell can't do. And if Russell doesn't want to step up in the pocket, if Russell doesn't want to get hit, then Sean's going to make hard decisions. I mean, Sean didn't sign Russell. That's always the difference, right? When you take over a program and you didn't sign the guy, you want the guy to succeed, but you don't have loyalty to the guy. This isn't your name on that contract. Russell's got a lot to prove, and I think he's going to meet the challenge. Look, he's got to be willing to take the hit. Two years ago in Seattle, he had the lowest rushing total he had. He's a quarterback that needs to move around in the pocket. I think Denver will be a tougher team to play. There's no question. I think they'll be better coached. Look, coaching matters, right? We know this. I mean, coaching matters. Because let's look at the New York football giants with Brian Daybald and, and Mike Kafka did and Don Martindale, what they were able to accomplish there with essentially pretty much the same team. They got them better coached. They got things going. I think it'll help certainly in Denver. And Denver is not a team to take lightly. They are talented. Now, they are a talented team. And Sean is a good head coach and a great play caller. Completely forgot about Wink over there in New York. Yeah. That was a massive story last year because we thought he potentially deserved a head coaching job. Maybe one even here yeah. in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And now it's like he's just a part of the New York football Giants culture. And those boys loved him. Completely mm-hmm. different football team before he arrived but versus after he arrived. They got a squad over there if they can figure it out with Saquon. Who knows if they're able to do that. They're not the only team that's in the middle of a running back contract situation. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Lombo, with the Raiders, I know you're very tight in there as well with your uh, son coaching there. What's going on with Josh Jacobs? He's tweeting stuff. Clearly, he either hates your son. I I don't know that for a fact. (laughs) It's okay, Connor. I love your mullet anyway. It's okay. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. But what's going on with him? And then also, I saw you talking on your show about the Jimmy G contract. Is that situation just kind of going to go away or is something actually going to happen with uh, his injury and everything? Look, I, I think what happened, let's start with Jimmy G first. Jimmy G came in and everybody thought his he was going to pass his physical. And he didn't. He still had the one, the fifth metatarsal that wasn't healed. So what the Raiders did and Don Yee did, his agent, uh, they sat down in the room and they said, how do we make this where everybody can succeed? And so they put a waiver clause in and they decided to put a screw in his foot. They knew he would be ready for training camp but he wasn't going to be in the off-season program. This was decided back in April. And so, therefore, they deferred the signing bonus until he can pass the physical, which he will. And I think he's on track to do that. And I think he's been instrumental in their team in the off-season in terms of building the camaraderie. Jimmy G has a unique ability to get people to follow him. He is really well-liked. And his teammates like him. You could see it in San Francisco. Look, Josh Jacobs is upset. Let me say this. Here's the key point to remember this season will be the first year in the last three years where there'll be 10 running backs making 10 million or more the last two years if you combine the last two years there only been six running backs combined that made over 10 million the market is there for running backs to get paid it just isn't to the level that they want to get paid right and i don't disagree to an extent especially if you make an impact in the passing game 
right? If you're a factor like Josh Jacobs can be in the passing game, you're going to get paid. And I, I think eventually they will. But the problem with running backs is they don't get to a second contract. So their numbers don't go up. So the, 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 the franchise tag doesn't rise itself. People are paying more running backs than the media is letting you believe. Again, there are 10 backs, three of them are franchise, that are getting paid over $10 million. Okay, so what you talked about there is an interesting thing I hadn't thought about, though. A lot of the super talented running backs that might reset a market, their contracts are being cut short because of injury or maybe not panning out or whatever. So the franchise tag doesn't have these game changers lifting it up like a wide receiver where the market continues to grow and it showcases that in a franchise tag. So it's hard for a team when the franchise tag is what it is not to place it on a running back because from business-wise, this is great value, especially if it's Josh Jacobs, who's not only good in the passing game and running game, he also throws the fucking ball with a broken thumb. We, we saw <laughs> yeah. McDaniels trust yeah. him to throw a ball with a broken thumb. So you you do what you said there, though, is like Josh Jacobs is, and you think that'll get done. You think that'll get done? You think the Saquon thing will get done? How do you think those go, go about getting done? I, I Look, I think the Giants have been overly loyal to their players. Look, they love their players, and they love their draft picks. I think it's a validation for them when their draft picks come through. So, like, they paid Daniel Jones. Do you think Daniel Jones is worth that contract? I don't, but they feel like he is. Uh, and so Saquon, I think they will pay Saquon. Do I think they'll pay Josh Jacobs? I think if the number's right, they will. Look, look, here's the reality of the running back. They, they make such a huge impact on the team, but they don't have so many bites of an apple. And the other thing is, this is a simple, they taught me this at Hofstra. It's economics, right? Supply and demand. There's more supply of running backs than there are the demand. Right. So the therefore, the prices don't go. It goes that way. It's an economic equation. But I think Jacobs, what he did in the passing game surprised me last year. The one thing I don't think you can do is just pay a run. Look, Nick Chubb's making 12 million a year. You know, those guys are good runners and they have to make plays in the passing game. Eckler's only going to make eight million if he hits his incentives. There's no better player than Eckler in the red zone or catching balls out of the backfield. Those guys are dynamic. Aaron Jones took a pay cut to $11 million, and he's as good as you can get in terms of all three phases. He has some back oh, shoulder catches oh, yeah. with Aaron. He scored five touchdowns in one game, four yep. touchdowns in another massive mm-hmm. game. I mean, he's a player. If you get in the end zone, you'd think they would want to pay you, but weird time to be a running back. Everything's cyclical though, right? Isn't it? Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, well, I think the run. Look, I've said this many times. I would rather pay a running back who can get nine and a half. Like Kamara's going to make eleven million. He averaged nine six a catch. When you can make an impact, when Gurley was good with the Rams, he was over ten. When Sean McVay had him going early, he was over ten yards a catch. That's dynamic. That's what you want. It's not screens and flats. It's be a part of the pass. That's why Edron James was so good. I truly believe this. The running back makes the spread. If the back is great and you have to defend the run and the pass in the box, and it makes your receivers much better. We were a better offensive team when Charlie Gardner was in the backfield at the three receivers. It wasn't Brown or Rice. It was Gardner that made that spread really effective. So to your point about Edron James, um, Joseph Adai was running back whenever I got in. Watching him work his routes after practice – or whatever, you know, in running back, obviously. But, like, the attention to detail he had in, like, with Peyton, obviously, you're not going to get the fucking ball if you're not right, right where you are. He said, but I want people to think, like, 
I'm a wide receiver. Like when I'm running my routes, I am a wide receiver. That's what I am. You have to be dual threat, I guess. The more you can do, the more money you're going to make. But it feels like the running back position is certainly in an interesting spot. Tone has a question for you, Paisan. Lomba, it feels like yes, um, a lot of people think it's a foregone conclusion that the Bengals are going to win the AFC North. But with Deshaun having another year there, you know, Monk can come into the Ravens. Steelers have finally have an O line, an NFL line for the first time in years. Do you think it's a foregone conclusion that the Bengals win the North? No, I mean the last two years, Tone, they've gone. They started five and four, and they really rallied back. They kind of had that great second half of the season. I love the Bengals. They got a lot of moving parts on defense this year. I think Cleveland's a sleeper team here because I think Jim Schwartz will make a difference in their defense. They've got good rushers on the edge. You obviously with Miles Garrett, they get Zadarius Smith. They're going to be better defensively. One thing about a Jim Schwartz defense, go back to Tennessee or even Philadelphia, they, they make you one-dimensional. you got to throw the ball. He's going to play those wide nines. You can't run bootlegs and nakeds on his team. And they're going to make you have to throw the ball to beat them. And that team, they've got a lot of – they got first-round picks in their secondary. So – and I don't think Watson can play as bad as he did. They have a really good offensive line. Nick Chubb's an elite player. I think this is a team, if they don't do dumb things, fourth and inches at their own 25 in the first quarter, go for it. I think, to me, they can be really good. I, and Pittsburgh's going to be better. And I think and I think Baltimore with Lamar Jackson, if they get him under center more and run boots and nakeds with him, I think they're going to be better, too. Oh. So I think that'll be a fun division to watch. I really do. I, I don't know if there's a clear-cut favorite. I mean, everybody – look. Pittsburgh last year, I mean, all you got to do is listen to Mike Tomlin talk to the team, and you know players are going to play hard for him. He had a least his least talented team, and he won more games than Cleveland did last year. That's a remarkable coaching job. Well, a lot more games than the Colts won, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, no one. Most people had more wins than the Colts. Nah, three picks ahead of him. Fuck off. Yeah, I had AJ, please. It. We had picked four. <laughs> Just Not, those three. Yeah, but still, you, you, to what you said, it was a lie. You, Don't lie with that mullet. Well, you were tied with Arizona, actually, so just two, I think. Just don't with the mullet, please. Look up. Colts are fucked. Bro. Why, why don't we? Well, no, no. Remember uh, what Orlando said. said. No, we're wow. back. We're back. We're, we're, we're. What? They paid everybody, Lombo. They paid everybody. They yeah. paid all the positions that you think you would need to play to have a good team. Yeah. And then we got picked number four. It, it, it's. Yeah. Are we the worst yeah, I mean, team look, they, in the fucking they, AFC? Possibly. We, like, I don't think they are. I mean, they beat Kansas City at home. I know it was a fluke. We were there. We watched. Yeah, it was. It was a special team game. But to me, they're not awesome. as. No team is as bad as you think they are. And, you know, and if they get play out of. I don't know if Richardson could do it. I think Richardson's a redshirt year away from doing it for me. And I'm not sure, you know, how that's all going to manifest itself in the six back offense. But, you know, they got to, you know, they wanted to keep Gus Bradley as a defense coordinator. That's probably the reason why Don Martindale's not the head coach there, is because they wanted to keep a defensive, wanted to keep Bradley. And, you know, and, and they're going to have to play good defense, run the football, and try to win close games. Go ahead, AJ. We will. Lombo, you, you mentioned the Browns kind of being a sleeper pick in the AFC. Is there anyone in the NFC that may be flying under the radar right now and that could be better than we expect? I like Seattle's team. I do. I like Seattle's team. But you start two rookies at tackles, they're only going to get better the second year. I think defensively, they finally have a three technique in Daquan Jones. They get a, they get another corner uh, in the secondary with Witherspoon. They get in Joe in Joke to play the slot receiver, which they needed to go along with their outside guys, which are outstanding. I think this is a really good team, and they're going to be better defensively. I don't think I know they made the playoffs last year, but I think they can. Uh, my What's his name? Team. What's his name, Lombo? 
I, I call him a Joko, a Jobu. I, I, I get it. Talking about Jackson so, Smith and Jigba, right? Yep. Yeah. And Jigba. There you go. I, I get it. So, the other, the, the other team. I didn't know I if it was another player. Better. Yeah. Hey, you weren't even close on that one. Like normally, <laughs> I know. you're I'm in never, the ballpark. The tight end. That's why. I, that's why we used to nick. That's why we used to nickname players all the time. So we would do it. Uh, I, I think Green Bay is better than people think they are. <laughs> now, here's why. Green Bay, now look, Green Bay was not good last year. Too young. They didn't change the offense around what Aaron was, you know, they, they kept trying to run the Devontae Adams offense and they didn't have Devontae Adams. It's hard to do. Christian Watson wasn't ready to play. Romeo Dobbs wasn't ready to play. I mean, it was hard. No tight. It's hard. But defensively in the last five games of the season, they only gave up 17 points. They held Detroit in two games to 35 points. If they're healthy on defense, right, and if they try to use their two running backs, which is the strength of their team, both backs average over five yards a carry. And if LaFleur will manage the game and not call plays, wow. they can be better than seven and a half wins. I mean, they're not a team devoid of talent, right? But you've got to be able to adjust. You know, when you have the greatest quarter, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and then all of a sudden he doesn't have his receivers, you just can't keep doing what he did. That's why Brady, you know, started out, they were running the ball. By the end, they were always throwing. You know, like there's there's the change in careers and change based on your team. It's a big year for LaFleur. Defensively, they're they're not bad. I mean, they held Detroit in two games to 35 points. And Detroit's Think offense is what? Now, top what? Top three in the league. Yeah. Now, now – Understand their offense scored 24 points against Detroit in two games. So there has to be some adjustment. But I, I, I think to me, Chicago and, and Green Bay having the same win projection total is ridiculous. Chicago, what makes them better on defense? Yeah, but you, we knew, they, hey, we knew you were going to come in and take some shots at Chicago. Hey, always do. Yeah, Zito is a Chicago Bears fan. He's always like, why is Lombo always going to attack the Bears? You I'm not on Chicago. Hey, he should thank me. I told everybody Mitchell Trubisky wasn't any good. They all killed me. They said, don't even come to Chicago. You're not getting a hot dog. There's no way. You're a jerk. And now all of a sudden, well, he was right about that. Look, I'm just telling you, I, I think you've got to be good before you get great, right? I'm not saying Chicago is going to be a disaster, but like to get the seven wins with Matt Eberflus, I think he would have a good chance. I mean, that's a good job, right? Like he, he didn't, they were horrible last year. They couldn't, they were 31st in offense, defense. You know, it was number one overall bad. pick. Yeah. Number one overall pick. I mean, that, that gets right. forgotten because I mean, the Carolina Panthers do the trade. Yeah. I mean, and, and they don't take Jalen Carter. They took, they moved down and they made some moves. They, they got to fix their offensive line. I don't hate the Bears. I don't. Sure what it I don't like it. They're 31st and this. No. They're 31st and this. They move down. They don't take Jalen Carter. I want to get they good get... before they get great. I, I mean, I think there's an evolution to winning games. I don't think you just all of a sudden become like, okay, the Spurs draft Wemby last night. Okay. Are they going to go to – are they going to from 21 wins to 60 wins? No, I don't think they are, even if the kid's great. If they can get to 40 wins, that would be a miracle. Right? I've I think there's an great. evolution. I've heard he's great. I've heard he's great by generational. Day. You've heard he's generational because that's all they told you. I don't know what that means, but that's what they said. <laughs> Back to the draft talk. Um, I guess you just brought up something that we should ask you about. Fuck. It wasn't about Wemby. What were you just hitting on? Bears. Packers Bears. Good to great. Oh, what are you being so negative about? It's just it's a possibility. Running the offense without Devonta. Nah, I forget what it was. Fuck it. I'll get you next time, bro. Hey, thank you for joining I'm us. I'm around. 
I'm not going anywhere. I'm around. It's all summer. It's vacation time, you know? So we're all here. We're just studying the games. It'll be fun. You going down the boardwalk, or what do you got going on for the weekend? I, I don't I don't know if I'm going to do the boardwalk today, but I, I'm going to get on that beach. Yeah, it's nice. Once the sun comes out, you know, it's a good time to be here. And hopefully when my grandkids get here, it'll be even better. So they're coming soon. That'll be the best part. All right. Well, we appreciate the hell out of you, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, guys. Michael appreciate Lombardi. God, it's going to come to me in about two seconds. Yeah. It didn't. It's still gone. Okay. No, not the worst thing then. Remember. This one's for Lombo. For Lombo! Automatic. Mm-hmm. I don't. What's that all about? I don't, well, it's because it's for the elephants. Oh. Hey, speaking of, I didn't know that. Uh, you didn't tell me in my 23 and me, okay, when I. Yeah. Yeah. Trunks. That, that one we keep close to. It them. didn't tell me, hey, elephants. Mm-hmm. And of course, I got a trunk up elephant in my apartment. But as soon as, yeah, bingo. You, I've seen a bunch of them though. Yeah, like, they're common. As he mentioned it, I don't think I've ever stopped and asked about them. Mm-hmm. But I've seen the trunk up elephant. Yep. That's good luck. Mm-hmm. They're showering you with good luck. Is that? Yeah. 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 And they're all excited too. <laughs> elephants are sweet. Zeta, you play a trumpet? Oh yeah. That is like a, isn't that a... Yeah. You have to do that with your lips, yeah. I remember they they said, can you do this? They gave me about 14 seconds to try it. I couldn't do it. They said, no, you're not in bed. Nah, you're a sax guy. <laughs> not even that. Which I, is the, I think I just got moved get completely. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, really? I think I got moved completely yeah, out of here. Yeah, we got strings. moved to coloring. Yeah, yeah bingo. Because I, I did play the recorder, I think, hot cross buttons. Oh, yeah, Of course, yeah. That's the last instrument did do that I played. What did we do if you were in band? Bro, I, oh, you I know, was a music you class. Did. Yeah, you went to music class. Choir, you, lear- yeah. you learned about music. Or set design. So I wasn't in choir. I played no instruments. No, we, you actually took a music class. It was like in, in 1950. This was the best artist. Oh, it was the worst. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea. You give me 30 seconds to figure out if I can... And I couldn't. That sucks. And then I got to take this fucking music class. I, yeah, the teacher suck. was a good guy. teacher was a good dude. There you go. It's kind of entertaining. Did yeah, Dober? Mr. I mean, if, uh, J, it had a G in it, didn't it? In Jobo? No, it was like a sound. What is day. his... <laughs> that one wasn't even close. No, though. it wasn't. That's, that's awesome. That is awesome. It's for Lombo. Love you, Lombo. Oh! Mm. A lot of those today. Yeah. Too many. What would Joe Norda do? Joe. WWJDD. Mm hmm. Make it rain. For the Doppler! Oh, no, I just spit on his face. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. Right, Love you, Joe. He always continues to try, you know? <laughs> Get the hell out of here. I've made enough shots this week. Yeah, you made yeah. a lot of shots this week. Gosh, too many shots. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace, Joe. Love, Love you, Joe. Love you, Joe. Joe's gone. That's Thunderdome. That's Joe Norda. Yeah. AJ, do you have anything to say about Doppler Joe Norda? Every time that picture comes up, it's amazing. Mm. It's the pollen count, isn't it? Yeah, oh, higher than hell. Yeah, it's harder than the roof. Pollen. I mean, I'm throwing through smog here. Yeah. Pollen. Yeah. Harder to shoot. Tough. Those fires are still affecting it, too. Just have to calculate. Boom. Boom. There, there it is. is. Just Boom. have to calculate it. Yeah, yeah just remember. Just have to calculate it. For you, Joe. Thank you, Thank Joe. You, Joe. Thank you, Joe. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching all week. Thank you to all of our guests that stopped by. You know, these summer days are fun. Yeah, yeah. they are. Yeah, they are. An absolute shit show sometimes. Absolutely. Become. It's fun. You wake up in the morning on these types of days and you go, oh, got to talk for three hours today. Get to talk for three hours a day. What are we talking about? Hmm. And then you start scanning your phone and you just keep scanning your phone. You, you keep keep scanning your phone. 
You see a couple cool tweets and memes. Yeah. It's like, all right, maybe we talk about that for two hours and 45 minutes. <laughs> sure. And then turns out, like, probably not. Like, probably not our, yeah. our thing maybe to talk. Maybe five to seven. Yeah, maybe not. So those who stick with us through these days, we truly appreciate. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know that we do have a launch date that has been confirmed, mm-hmm. but it will not be announced. Nope. Not yet. Yet. Sometime, though. It will be announced that we will be live sometime. Yep. And that announcement will come. Sometimes. Sometime. Sometime. That's exactly right. Things are coming together, though, pretty nicely. Oh, yeah. Happy for Shannon Sharp. Yeah. That was news this week, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happy for Shannon Sharp. Everybody was saying that he's going to replace us at FanDuel. I don't fully understand what that means because FanDuel is our exclusive sports book. Yeah, I'm not sure. So yeah. if they become the exclusive sports book of Club Shay Shay, I guess that would be our replacement over there. Oh, yeah. We are not on FanDuel TV or any of that type of stuff. But every time they said replace us, I just think, like, some people took it as, like, job. I took it as, like, yes, that would be a great person to potentially be the face of what you have going on on the Internet, on TV, and everything like that. We hope it takes place. We hope Shane Sharp gets a massive bag. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ex-player who kicks so much ass on a microphone. We actually miss him in the sports media world not being on every single day. Yeah, sure. So we hope that is the case. What else happened this week? Uh, the, of uh, course, the, Titan. The submarine. Ocean yeah. Gate. Yeah, that was really the We would like to offer our condolences to the family members of those that died in that tube, but also you guys let them do it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But kind I of. understand it sucks. Mm-hmm. Not on you, though. No, the kid we learned about. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah. not psyched. Did you hear about that? Yeah, that, I was just thinking of like, as they're bolting them in, how many of them are thinking, oh, this, this doesn't feel right? So I've been in jail, you know, before. Okay. What a line. Mm-hmm. October 20th, 2010, 4 a.m., 4.30, 4.15 a.m., I get booked into a thing. They have me in a holding area, but in a cell within the holding area because I'm a special inmate amongst all the mm-hmm. potential inmates that are checking in. It's like the lobby area before you get fingerprinted, photoed, sent to either court to get out of there or into a cell waiting for a later date or whatever. For a public intoxication, you're waiting to get into your court, and then it's getting, and then you're out of there. Yep. So that's what I was. When they shut that door, though, it was like a... Oh, shit. I have no say mm-hmm. when that fucker's mm-hmm. opened. At all. You know what I mean? And then I smell the shit smell coming out of the toilet. I'm like, what is this? What is... <laughs> I'm in quite a spot here. You know, and then I just kind of sat down. I couldn't even fathom if it was a tube going two miles deep. Mm-hmm. And it was 17 of them. Lock. 17 locks across the top from the outside, not able to get in is what they said, I believe. And they're now saying that at an hour and 45 minutes in, they lost service. And at two hours in, it blew up. Yeah, It, it imploded. That thing wasn't even close to being able to make it no. down to two miles of depth and all that. Which leads us even more to believe, like, obviously the people that own that Ocean Gate or whatever it is, mm-hmm. there's going to be some sort of fucking something. You right? would imagine. It wasn't rated. It wasn't rated to go that deep. They even they came out and said that. It was What's rated to, like, 1,300 meters, and they need to go 3,000 meters or whatever. The was. waiver, though. That's, like, what the waiver said. Like, you yeah. can die yeah. doing this. It's not safe. Yeah. Jeez. Sad situation if you just think about humans dying. Mm-hmm. Yes. Potentially hilarious situation thinking about how dumb humans are, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We took the latter, but we also understand the, the former. For sure. And we'd like to hammer home the fact, stop doing dumb shit. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. We don't have to do everything. <laughs> okay. 
I've done a lot in my life. Got very fortunate to be offered to do a lot of things. Some things, though, they smell dumb. They are. Yep. Don't have to do everything. Nope. Especially life-threatening stuff. Yeah. What's that, AJ? Try to, like, maybe just have a couple safety protocols if you do want to do something risky. There you go. I can't believe they made it any missions on that. On that yeah, I know. They've done it the last three years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I That's if, what's crazy. I wonder if it, like, you know how you open the cap or something like loosen it mm-hmm. oh yeah and sure. then somebody else opens it yep i wonder if it going down there it Both was able to take it and then it just kind of weakened it over time That's what it was made of yeah after it, i listened to jim cameron did a talk about it and he was like no like the fact that it was two different kinds of metals or whatever they carbon fiber and something else and jim cameron's like no like everything we've ever done in the past is either like one all steel or all one thing it's not two things combined jim cameron also said it pretty symbolic of the titanic where everybody was telling the captain of the ship, he shouldn't do this, can't do this, got to stop. The glaciers right there. Now nah, we're going to forge the river. Bang, Rose, Jack. Enough space for two people on that piece of wood. Rose claims it for herself. Yep. Jacked out, bottom of the ocean, dead. Mm-hmm. Basically. Exactly. Now, I believe the Ocean Gate people, CEO was on there. Yeah. I believe the Ocean Gate people, including CEO, have been told, like, you guys need to, you guys are really rolling the dice. Yeah, but they're paying a fucking quarter million. Every time we get down there, it's a million bucks. Come on. Well, you, oh, you're just a hater because you're not making a million bucks every time you take a trip down in the bottom of the ocean and we get to see the Titanic fuck off. It's like, let's start, let's start thinking about how awesome it is to be alive. There you go. And how waking up is cool, you know? There's a lot of people that don't make it to tomorrow out of nowhere. And there's situations that become emergencies and people go through stuff that we hear about. And we always just assume, hey, people are going to be back on the other side. Science, doctor, they got them. Until one of your actual friends goes through something and they don't make it back. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What the hell just happened? It's a little sense of reality slapping you in the mouth, letting you know perspective a little bit. It's great to be alive. Let's enjoy the hell out of this weekend. We will see you on Monday. Don't get into any tubes. Yeah. Okay. Unless it's an inner tube. Yeah, on a lake. Boom. Boom. Or a river. Yeah, that's right. Or a big ass stream. Mm -hmm. Or a pool. That's about it though. Don't begin in puddles. (laughs) Everybody knows you're drunk. No, no, no. You put a you put an inner tube on a puddle, everybody knows you're drunk in public. Mm -hmm. Pool. So try not to do that. Zito, um, he just put some alarming news on his Feel Good Friday in the Thunderdome. NASA warns of internet apocalypse that could disable the internet for months. I thought this was... Uh, yeah, we hadn't talked about this. Yep. That's not real. Know that that's not real. Actually, it might be, but there's nothing we can do we about it. it. Just know that we are going to have the greatest weekend of all time. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Enjoy your summer. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy your family. And we will see you on Overreaction Monday after we talk about the Travelers. What? Who I guess there's some guys really dialed in yep. right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. The guy that Tony cashed out of winning this thing, which would have won him multiple thousands of dollars, yep. still going. Way up. Don't there. worry about Three it. Under, He's not going to win. Three shot lead, four shot lead. A lot of golf left. Let's enjoy it all. Let's enjoy life. Let's watch some good shit. AJ, great week. We appreciate you. Toxic Table, great week. Mullet, welcome to the family. Yeah. Tone, great work. Behind the glass, way to kick some ass, boys. Way to kick ass. Mid on the phones, not your best week. Let's get better next week. Let's get better next week. Dirty, great work on the graphics. Brucey Brown, what a life. Good boy, Bruce. Had a baby, Bruce. Great fives all week, Bruce. Great fives all week. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Everybody take care. Uh, Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. It might change their entire life. Goodbye.